0: do come in, you are most graciously welcome to Tens on Tens, a girl talk comedy podcast in which two tens make top ten lists about whatever they choose and shoot the shit, as it were. So procure the libation of your choice and, pardon my candor, sit down, shut up, and listen. Here are your hosts, the debutantes of debauchery, the queens of crass, the mistresses of muck rockery, Emma and Lowe.
1: Hi, I'm Blake Lively's Extensions and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, Emma O'Brien.
2: <laughs> Hi. I just had a sexual relationship with some vegetable romaine. Lo <laughs> <laughs> low. <laughs> I put the low in low main today, y'all. Uh,
1: and this is Tens on Tens. Tens. The podcast where we rank tens of. Tens and we stole this intro from Trixie because it's our show and not yours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love them so much. Yeah, me too. I, you know what? To be fair, like I'm not much of like a drag like super fan, you know. Yeah, I guess. But watching mm, (laughs) is like a hobby for me. Oh my god, that's so so funny! I want to get to that. I could have
2: like the worst day of my life and turn on their channel and instantly feel better about anything going on. How fun
1: would it be if we did intros like that all the time? Please. Oh my god, we have
2: a YouTube channel. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine? Um,
1: we should because that's how you get like followers, right? Like, I know, but I always look like dump whenever I come
2: over. <laughs> what is your thing doing? I have no we're idea. i What is that thing called again? A spit guard? Pop, pop filter. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna. What the fuck what is, is going lacrosse? on here? On the- I, play
1: I play the lacrosse? spit guard. Hey. I don't know. I'm gonna just hold it. <clears throat> she's a. She's that's a. That's not gonna get
2: tiring after 30 minutes.
1: No, but I got... Looks like
2: you're about to play I've tennis. Got, I've, got,
1: I've got biceps now, you know. Hey, I know, that's right. We're just talking They're about uneven. this. They're uneven. They are the uneven. The strength is uneven. And it's not for masturbating, friends. it's because I have a hair dryer and I have a dominant hand. Right? That's what they all say. That's what they all say.
2: No I've heard problem. every excuse in the book.
1: Any whoozle. Any who's? So, uh, speaking of uh, on-screen... Well, <laughs> speaking, speaking of being, annoying. Speaking of annoying. Speaking of uh, annoying people and on-screen <laughs> duos... Um, Today's a really fun topic. I think this is very, like, girl talk oriented. We're talking about the most annoying on-screen couples. So TV or movies. And I know immediately when you think this that there's a couple that pops into your head. Mm. Keep it in your head. It's probably on this list. Keep it
2: in there. Keep to talk about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: we're going to talk about it. Okay, and if
2: we don't, please let us know. God, we want to DM us, email us. I want to know the tea. I want to know like the hot goss. The hot goss. What's the four one one? Sorry. So sorry. What did you say was your intro? Your Blake Lively, Sarah some sister to the traveling Fans. You yes. hanging out by a thread, girl.
1: Yeah, I know. Are you good. <laughs> she, you remember she was running on the beach with that pedophile camp counselor? Yeah. Yeah, I was like ooh clockable, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> that was your on-screen appearance. <laughs> Thanks. I remember like when we went and saw that movie. My mom took me to see it. And she was crying so hard during the movie. And I was like, Mom, oh my God. And I remember she like saw Blake Lively and she was like, you kind of look like her. And then Blake fucked her counselor. And she's like, never mind. You kind act like her. <laughs> she's like, never mind. Mm. That movie was problematic. Oh, my God. Yeah, especially when everyone's like, America Ferrera, Fat. 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 Fatty, most fat, fat horrible, fat. awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally what she made a like, size there's six.
2: there's literally no way these jeans are going to fit me, because I'm fucking disgusting and ugly and gross. And I'm like, oh, like okay. Girl, what are you, a cool. size six? Yeah. what? The, how do we survive the 2000s? We didn't. We didn't. We I had mean, an eating disorders. Yeah, literally <laughs> eating right. disorders and therapy.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, that's right. Never mind. Purr. I forgot. Um, it's called disordered eating. We love it. Anyway. um. <clears throat> So unfortunately though I'm not going to be talking about Sister of the Traveling Pants but every relationship in that movie is annoying
0: every single yeah. one
1: every single one yeah. um I will be talking about Alexis Bledel later who played Roar. Uh, Rory yeah oh. what's her what's her character's name in Sister of the Traveling Pants
2: Uh Oh my gosh uh, I know Stavos and So I He was sexy I so get into I that. him
1: Yeah we
2: do love her. What him. was her name? That's gonna bother uh, me. Ah, fucking something. Lena?
1: Lena. Lena. Okay, there it is. Anyway, you know who she's married to that is uh, super ugly?
2: Who? <laughs> is the guy Mr. Bean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy that plays the jerk in Mad Men, the like pompous like asshole that they had to like pluck his hair so he had a receding hairline and then he had a permanent receding hairline after that. That I, sounds
2: like, really unfortunate. It was, um, but it's the guy that was like, not great, Bob. That one, so. Oh, I never watched Mad Men, but I know what my what? intro's gonna be for the next episode oh my god yes. I have the tiny hairs that they've <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god we have we have fun here are we drunk on Chinese food mm, I mean I did have two glasses of wine and then oh, okay. I'm about to finish this one too um, can you be drunk on Chinese food I think so it's the MSG. yeah it's the MSG. I hate a bitch that's like I really don't like it because like, MSG I'm like is good for you is delicious is just like salt <laughs> fuck you are you kidding
2: People will just be mad about all sorts of things. But speaking of mad, I'm yeah. probably gonna get pretty mad at this list because okay. some of these people infuriate me. Okay, then let's get into let's it. Get into let's it. Get into Would it. you like to go first? This yeah, week? I'll start with okay. us because we
1: were just talking about Rory.
2: Go so- Blake Lively's
1: hair extensions. <laughs> get into it. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, Gilmore Girls. How are How are you on the on the yay to nay scale for this show?
2: Neutral. Neutral. I've never really watched it. I did have like
1: a power rewatch season, <laughs> like in college. Did you wear a sweatband? That was a power rewatch. I did nothing but watch Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I love
2: is. it. I need to do that. I hear it's a popular, like, fall show to mm-hmm. start because it's, like, mm-hmm. cozy.
1: Yeah. But it pisses me off because I hate Rory. She's, like, the, she's supposed to be, like, the main character and they make her, like, really goody, too. She was, like, she's a good student and she's, like, you know, a bookworm and sweet and stuff. Mm. But she's her. a <laughs> megalomaniac. <laughs> I've never seen a character depicted on TV have such a high sense of self to the point where it was detrimental to those around her oh, as Rory Gilmore. She's confident. No, not even. She's just over. She just has like a big fucking head. Like I mean, literally. Literally, I mean, Alexis Bledel's head is large. <laughs> pretty much because she has to hold them peepers, and she got those big ass eyeballs. <laughs> big doll eyes, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Should we start over? <laughs> one, one, one thing about me is I'm a hater. Um, <laughs> There's something to talk about. I'm a chime no, in. I'm a chime in. I got an opinion. Um, <laughs> no, what what is bad for me is because she is like you know the daughter of a woman who had her when she was like 15, right? But that woman comes from a really rich family, so like Rory was like debuted in society, and she kind of <laughs> has this sense of entitlement because she got into Yale, and she has like basically because not even she was a great student, but like her grandpa went to you. Like that kind of thing. Oh, So she's kind of like, do people know who I am? I'm a Gilmore. A line she actually said once. Oh my gosh. So in 10th place, I have any relationship Rory Gilmore's <laughs> ever been in. I hate any relationship. Any there's three big ones. Um, there's Dean, who's her first boyfriend played by Jared Padalecki, who's a very sexy, oh, handsome actor him. man. We it's love natural. him. Yeah. They are annoying because uh, he gets mad that she doesn't say I love you right away. And then breaks up with her. And then um, later, oh. he gets married. And then Rory and him sleep together when he's married. And it's like, I hate you both. Damn it. I hate you both. Okay. But Rory's sense of, like, elitism over Dean, who has, like, a working job at the grocery store. And she's like, what? You don't just eat cheeseburgers all day and then get money from your rich grandparents? Blah, blah, blah. Like, literally, that's the relationship. <clears throat> wow. Well. And then the second one is Jess, who's, like, supposed to be, like, the bad boy. Like, he, like Is he the
2: one that's, like... Why did you go to Yale? Yeah,
1: so- yeah. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, that's Yeah, Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. Also very sexy, man.
2: Because <laughs> sometimes- Sounds like a venereal disease.
1: Yeah, um... What is it uh, again, big... Milo Ventimiglia? Ventimiglia? Ventim... Vit- I heard it's
2: terminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the side effects are already creeping in. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. You can always tell when we do, like, double features which one we record first and which yeah, one we do second. and if second. we eat in between or not,
2: because we have, like, I always get, like, little happy dances after, like, a meal. Oh I feel so much better. Oh, my God. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> disordered eating. Look it up.
1: <laughs> oh, I feel Goofy. Um, and then, the, like, the last <laughs> relationship she's in is with this guy named Logan, who everybody hates him, but he's my favorite. He's the only of one course. that's, yeah, he's, like, the only one that's from, like, a rich family, too, so he gets it, he un- understands it. Okay, and that he, makes like, sense. He, like, kind of puts a lot of shit into perspective for her. He's, like, hey, maybe things don't, you don't, don't just, like, deserve him. She does end up getting pregnant with his baby, and then he leaves her, and then she just has to raise it on her own like her mom did, and she didn't, she didn't get oh. any success in life. It was, like, she just wasted everything. It was, like, the... <laughs> It's what she deserved, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like, very unsatisfying ending for her. Like, she, the, <laughs> I think the end of the Gilmore series, she's like going off to be in Obama's campaign, like sure, be a reporter as for it. One does. like, great, whatever. Yeah. And then, unlike the reboot, she's like, I'm, I have a baby and I'm broke. And we're like, it makes sense. Mm. Anyway.
2: I love that your number 10 is is not even a TV couple. It's just anybody that Rory Gilmore chooses, which because, means she is the annoying one. Because she is she is annoying. And yeah. her relationships are
1: annoying by proxy. And, like, we're supposed <laughs> to love them. We're supposed to find them endearing and cute and sweet. And I'm yeah. like, I...
2: Hate Honestly, you. you're making me want to watch it so we can have like a tea, like tea let's, session. Can we please? Yeah, I, I love. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go and travel and I'm gonna be by myself for like a month. I got all please, the time in the please world. Please, please do. Lorelai Gilmore, however, the I goat, love Lorelai. the goat. Um, <gasps> Why did you go to
1: Yale? What did she, you say? I fuck don't. know. Why did, did you know. drop out of Yale? Some, some yeah. shit. Listen, also,
2: pro tip. I'm wearing a Yale sweatshirt right now. Oh, I didn't even know that. Did I, I go to Yale? I can't read. No, I didn't. <laughs> because I also can't read. <laughs> that's, why, that's why pro I a Pro tip, podcast. you can walk onto the campus and buy a sweatshirt. And I actually had a man say to me the other day, he said, oh, I'll hold the door for somebody that went to Yale. And I was yeah, like, yeah. there's a lot of layers of problem with you that sentence. That, first but of all, I did go. Technically, I did go. To Yale. It was fun. Did I attend it? No.
1: You know what's crazy is Ethan, his dad... He went to, I don't remember what college he went to, but pretty, like, you know, standard, pretty affordable college. Mm -hmm. And in his, like, last semester, he took every credit he ever got. He sent him up to NYU and was like, what degree will you give me for these? And they're like, oh, period. And then they gave him a degree. And he transferred Uh up there with all his credits, but did all the work at another school. And I was like, game the system, dog. Are you insane?
2: uh yeah so you can do whatever the fuck you
1: want Uh, rules don't matter as long as you're willing to break them period and that's the quote of the day
2: it's like whose line is anyway the points don't matter it's true it's true all right well that was a good one you make me want to watch it i'm gonna Mm -hmm. watch it so i'm about to be real divisive right from the gate um my number 10 is jenny and harry from harry potter i had this on my list too but okay we overlapped but i took it off because i'd
1: have another couple from the same series (laughs) oh perfect okay so let me hear it let me hear it i don't ship any of the relationships really i don't either and i hate them all and all the
2: ones that i did ship they broke up so it's like like who like Like, i really liked Hermione and that big big big-headed dude
1: oh hermione deserves famous person dick it's what she (laughs) deserves Thank you. Thank you. Victor Crumb and Hermione and forever. And I've always
2: said that. And I've always said that. So I have a tattoo on my left arm. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> this is Bulgarian bonbon Victor Crumb. <laughs> Victor Crumb. So I'm going to speak only to the on screen because the book mm-hmm. is a lot more com- like complicated and nuanced. Well. But in the movies, there's absolutely zero chemistry oh between God. these characters. None whatsoever. Like negative chemistry. In fact, I feel the love leaving my body when I watch them. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I just hate it. I actually thought that Cho and Harry had a way better love connection than Jenny and Harry. Um, so, to, the reason that Harry likes Jenny is because of three reasons. but Well, kind of five reasons, but three that he states. She's smart, funny, and beautiful. He, she looks like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She has red hair like your mom. So, talk about trauma. Let's unfold that. Um so if I had the love of my life who I like had a crush on since I was like 11 years old yeah. and he described me as like he liked me because I was smart, funny and beautiful I'd be so offended. Oh my god.
1: Like give me an adjective that means something please. Yeah, something
2: personal it's to me maybe. So stupid. Anyways, um I also find Jenny to be an extremely like undeveloped and bland character. <laughs> yes. Um but so Jenny and Harry's relationship personally I don't it seems like really less than perfect. Jenny always seemed to care more about Harry than he ever cared about her hmm
1: ever it's right true
2: she had a huge crush on him like i said for like forever and when she did get over like that kind of weird crash where she like wasn't talking to him as she grew up it seemed like she was like way more focused on the relationship than harry ever was like even after they got together yeah <clears throat> so jenny was like also never aware of what harry was actually doing like he was out saving the world and stuff and like jenny had no idea that any of it was going on it's so, like not a very open communication relationship no not looking very cute and then she like she's overly committed to him. She joins Dumbledore's army as we remember, mm-hmm. um, and even restarts it while Harry's gone. So she's mm-hmm. like gung ho for the Harry Harry Potter yeah, D, you right? Don't get that impression in the movies. at all. No, not at all. But he kept most things a secret from her. Um, and then another one of the worst moments is Harry breaks up with her because he has to go h- hunt for the Horcruxes. Yeah, she's so like, anyways, Jenny, this has been fun. <laughs> like he just <laughs> break, like she doesn't even go with him. I don't. He, he- brought Ron and Hermione. He couldn't bring his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, no, because it's also Harry's girlfriend, let's be real. Um, No, I think that one thing I don't understand, just unrealistically, about Ginny is, right, her introduction is in the second movie, book, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Book Ginny, whatever, she's kind of a not-like-other-girls type, so we don't really give a shit about her, but movie Ginny... Is possessed by Tom Daddy Riddle, the hottest <laughs> fucking sixteen year old in the blog on, on it Hogwarts, yeah. right? And then she chooses to obsess over Harry Potter. Come on,
2: little glasses. Are you joking? Shit. No,
1: no eleven year old year old girl in her right mind would. First of all, no. She'd be like, absolutely possess my body.
2: Yeah. You can keep doing that. Literally, and that's, that's what happened. Yeah. And then for them to be like, actually, she's in love with Harry.
1: Oh, is she? Is I she? don't. I don't think that that's the truth.
2: Harry kind of looks like Tom Riddle, so maybe she's kind of trying to like relive it. But he's short and
1: eleven. Also, short king. Short king.
2: Sure, King Scissor love, too. I just think Harry has, like, this, like, God complex. I, I don't really like Harry Potter as a character anyways. I know I'm going to make uh, a lot of people really angry, but, like, I don't know. Ginny Ginny and Harry just felt like an afterthought, kind of. It, yes. Especially in
1: the movie. J.K. Rowling wanted him to be part of a family. Yeah. And so him joining the Weasleys was, like, the only way that made sense to her. I mean, I guess so, but, like, <sighs> damn. Just because I'm
2: Ron's little sister, you have to fall in love with me because I'm smart, pretty, and beautiful. She's not... She's like, And like the another the only other reason Harry ever gives in the in the movie is that she's good at Quidditch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people are good at Kick Sport Ball. I, yeah it's true have you ever seen um harry potter puppet pals from back in the day of course yeah Dumbledore. Dumbledore, Right. <laughs> i love their depiction of harry as like this egomaniac <laughs> he's like i'm harry potter <laughs> yeah, it's so true <laughs> it's very accurate it's um, so true which i do love but I, you know i think you're so right the harry potter couples we have to discuss They're them trash. i will i will come back to this topic okay perfect um because I, I got beef i got beef
2: you know who was there anybody you shipped harry with that he thought would he would be good. I with? thought Cho was really cute. I think Cho would have been too emotional for it to last like long term. Mm-hmm. But he had a big crush on her. Like it was like obvious how much yeah. he liked her on screen. Yeah. And then when Jenny was like, "Oh, hey, Jenny,"
1: <laughs> what? It, oh, God, I love that she was Scottish in the movie.
2: Ah, Haiti. I said I'd go. Someone else asked me to go to the ball. I said I'd go with him. I said I'd go.
1: That's the cutest accent. I love it so much. She's very cute, though. Um. Cho Chang. <laughs> that's like the that's like a racist name on, to name. Cho's not a first name. Like that's, No. Okay. She's problematic anyways, um, JK. I mean, you know who I did ship Harry with was Luna. I thought they had a better yes. connection. Yes. I forgot about Luna. Because I think that they had like a really good like understanding of death and like things that affected them that they had no control yeah, over. and they could see those
2: little dead horses together. How romantic is that? Oh my God. Like, make out in the field with them.
1: It was very much like a deep-seated understanding from the get-go, and I think that Luna would have been very helpful in helping Harry through his I trauma. Agree. Oh, hi, Harry. But they're cowards. Oh, she- I can see a thought dying in your eyes. <laughs> you're not going mad. I can see them, too. <laughs> I love that everybody in the uh, Harry Potter universe... I like how universe- you're moving the thing oh. as you... Yeah, right, and this is stupid. You probably can't hear it. Anyway, um... What I love about this is that every Irish person in the Harry Potter series are depicted as lunatics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this other one's Seamus Finnegan. Yeah. Um, oh. he blows himself up. Dad's a muggle. Mom's a witch. Bit of a nasty shock for him when he found out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, dude, can y'all you, can you tell I was a theater kid? Um, <clears throat> all right. Number nine for me is Andy and Nate from the Devil Wears Prada. Let's get into this gig, girl.
2: Goddamn. Okay, I haven't seen this in a long time, so I'm going to try to keep up. So he's the real villain of this story. Is this is the curly-haired dude, yeah. like fucking fine as shit. Yeah, he's so, so
1: hot. hot. Um, <sighs> that's why he's a whiny piss baby.
2: <laughs> he's whiny boo boo. Whiny boo boo baby. baby.
1: <laughs> so he has this this girlfriend who's making buku bucks, right? Buku buku bucks, and she's trying really hard to get to a certain point in her career, and he's just not very supportive at all. Like n- not at all. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she has this kind of make or break thing she has to go to and he's upset that she can't come to his birthday. Like, you're like 45. <laughs> you're like 30, dude. Get over it. Mm. You know, and it's just like the the nature of being an adult is sometimes you got to work on people's birthdays. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Um, that being said, Andy was not a very good communicator in that relationship. Um, I don't think she was always very considerate of Nate's feelings. Um and she didn't quite know who she wanted to be. And that's not fair to be in a relationship with anybody mm-hmm. when you're unsure of who you wanna be. So Yeah, they just allowed her with the people in the back. Listen, bitches. <laughs> if you don't know who the fuck you are, how the hell are you gonna love anybody whatever the fuck RuPaul yeah. says? Hashtag this is a drag episode. Um <laughs> Anyway. You know, they're they're like shit on as an on screen couple a lot, so I felt like we had to mention them. I don't think that there's either one in the wrong or the right. They're just not meant for each other. Yeah. And it kind of makes me a little butthurt that they split up and then get back together at the end. Ugh, gross. Like, why'd you have to do that? And they moved to Boston. Sad. Mm, sorry, Boston listeners. It's
2: quite okay, better. I'm gonna go on record. Yeah, I love Boston. You do? Tell I me why. I loved it. I just loved it. Like, everyone always describes Boston as, oh, we're getting really off topic, but everybody describes Boston as, like, a clean New York, and I was <laughs> like, ew, that makes me not want to go there at all, because I really hate New York. Yeah. Sorry, best friend who lives there. <laughs> um, I hate it. And so I was like, why would I want to go to Boston? And then I went and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. It's so clean. Everyone's nice. They're nice in Boston. Yeah. I ran into some nice people. Damn. Cause you kind of have to look at their faces, see if they want to talk or not. But like, yeah.
1: Okay. Good All right. Good food.
2: I'll take it. Drinks. Yeah. It's hella expensive, though. That's the only thing. Cost of living is through the roof.
1: It's expensive on the East Coast, too, so, like, yeah. it's probably less expensive than New York. I saw a TikTok of somebody who paid $600 for an apartment in New York, and I was like, wow, good. And then I went and saw their apartment, it's literally a closet. It is the size of this room that That's we're in. That's so suffocating. But it's, like, it's like
2: kind of a loft. It's kind of oh, like, like, the beds up. Yeah. oh, no, I couldn't do that. But could you imagine? I mean, imagine bringing somebody home, which I love how my brain goes there first, but, like,
1: I mean, it's not like you got roommates, you know? True. I mean, knock, it's, knock.
2: Period. What if you did have roommates? Hello. I mean. Hello, Graham. Oh. Th- if
1: you want $300 rent in New York, yeah, that's how you do it. Jesus Christ,
2: right? No oh, thanks. So, Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they hadn't gotten back, to it back together. Okay. Um, I don't really have my number, but I'm just like, I'm trying to gut check how much they annoy me as yeah. I go along. Um. Oh, I did have my next one picked out. Honestly, that's on me. Okay, uh, next is another really divisive one, Rachel and Ross from Friends. This was also when we had a crossover on, because, you know, we're always like, oh,
1: you, like, we never do the basic one, because we always think the other person's gonna do it. Yeah, things. I tried to be basic. Yeah, know. me too, and then we're I just... both to too talk. basic. We're both too basic. Whoopsies. This is, if not the inspiration for this list, I feel like. Oh, God.
0: Ross and
2: Rachel, tell me, tell me your takes. I also hate Ross. Like, I just mm. hate him as a character. I'm not even that so big true. of a Friends person. Like, right. I've obviously watched every episode multiple times, but some people are like, <laughs> it's their life. Yeah. And I'm not like them. But anyway, so Rachel and Ross, their relationship was hinted at from, like, the very beginning. So Rachel joins the group in the pilot episode after running away from her wedding. And Ross makes it evident that even after all this time, he still has a crush on Rachel. So here we go. Um, Ross and Rachel's relationship was the main focus of the series for a really long time. Though, eventually, thankfully, they made way for, like, Monica and Chandler. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoebe and Mike, even. Oh, yeah. They're a good one. Yeah, they're good. Um. So... I actually pulled this from someone else um, but it's it's basically saying can't these two make their minds up about literally anything? They're the worst TV couple ever. Are they both Libras? <laughs> <laughs> mm, that'd be good to look into. But they want to be together but when they actually are they can't stand each other and then once they break up they get mad at each other for being with other people. It's just like a really toxic cycle. Ross is really overbearing in my opinion but Rachel always like pushed him away and only wanted him when he was with another woman. Cute. They were never ever certain about their feelings for each other even when they had a whole ass baby together. Named Emma. Named her. Emma. Her. That's when my name took off. Um, So the the infamous break is, I think, what annoyed me the most oh, about yeah, all of this. Of course. So the break began in season three. Ross basically became insecure. It's kind of similar to Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. about Rachel's career taking off. And she ends up having to work on their anniversary. So Ross goes to the her job and tries to surprise her and disrupts her busy day because she's busy. Yeah. As she said, she's busy. And Ross blames her coworker Mark, who just happens to be, like, a handsome guy. Yeah, right. And she's like, hey, we need a break from each other. Um, And then Ross brings home someone from the club.
1: Yeah, like, that's right after him. That.
2: Are you joking? Yeah. He decides not to tell her the next day when she wants to get back together. But this girl in question is roommates with Gunther, who works at the coffee shop. Oh, fuck. Creepy, creepy Gunther. And yes. that truth comes to light. So break means something different for both of these parties. Mm-hmm. Here's my issue with them. They don't want to be together when they're not together, like when they're together. But when they're not together, they want to be with other people. If they just had a simple sit down conversation. Oh, my God. Literally. Like it would be one season long. I know that would um, be that's
1: probably why it didn't happen and I just
2: find Ross to be like such a whiny selfish Green. bitch what the fuck is his problem and for some reason
1: that like he was like oh my god people were, like oh I love Ross he's like my favorite character I'm like he's an overgrown 12 year old mm-hmm. he likes dinosaurs <laughs> and it's not like being a paleontologist pays super well so what how is he fucking affording this place that he's at and you know he has been divorced three times that should clue you in I'm just saying, like, he is very selfish, very annoying, mm-hmm. and very whiny. Like, shut the fuck yeah. up. And then also, he's, like, an elitist. He's kind of, like, one of those guys that's, like, you know, I'm thinking about those, like, incel forums, you know? <laughs> yeah. He does give me beta boy energy. Yeah. And yeah. or he's, like, you know, oh, when I was fat, and all these girls didn't want me, so I got to get, I got to looks max or some mm-hmm. shit or whatever. He annoys the shit out of me. He's also, and you're going to hate this, I just looked it up, a Capricorn.
2: Oh no! Yeah, I don't speak for him. Is he a December Capricorn? I have no fucking clue. Rachel's a Taurus. Oh, I could see that. Go yeah, girl, Rachel Grange is a Taurus. Yeah. yeah, of course. Come on, that does check. Yeah. Um. Ew, a Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. But I speak for all Capricorns when I say we don't claim him. It's fair. I. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That's why he's. Neurotic. Oh, you could be a little elitist too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like that's, some of that, but it makes, makes sense. a little sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's why he's always like, "I'm Doctor Geller." I was like, "Okay, okay, oh, okay." Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, he's super annoying. Um. You know, Friends is an interesting phenomenon. There's yeah. so many other good couples on there. Like, okay, so there was a brief stint where when you look up, like, most annoying couples on TV, sometimes Ross and Rachel pops up, but sometimes it's Rachel and Joey, which maybe was a little forced, but I think Rachel and Joey would have been a way better pairing than yeah. Rachel and Ross. I agree. Because Joey always supported her, like, when she was having the baby. Where the fuck was Ross? That's
0: Joey, what I Joey. know. She was living
1: with Joey. Yeah. Like, are you kidding it just it, like he was a bit of a womanizer, but mm-hmm. like in the same way Rachel
2: like dated around. You yeah. know, it's like they, they just seem like they could have found each other and been yeah. a little bit better. But yeah, I agree. I'm gonna look up. His I almost sign. had that on my list too, but then I was like, actually, I hate Ross more. So.
1: Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. I'd rather be with Joey. Um, Joey Tribbiani. What's his sign? He is also a Capricorn. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Wait, are they all Capricorns? No, that's weird. Are they I would all think Earth signs? A Leo. Wait, okay. What is Chandler? Uh, he gives me Libra vibes. I'm getting like Virgo. He's an Aries. What these are not making really? any sense today. Is this real, Monica? That has she's she's it's got to be a Virgo or Virgo. <laughs> yeah. She's a Virgo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. Okay, moving. The reason along. of Virgo. That's
2: a good pairing, though. Monica and Chandler, right? I feel like an, a, an. Or am I thinking of Aquarius? Yeah, because
1: mm. like air signs and fire signs are good, but fire signs and earth signs. No bueno. No bueno. No bueno. Yeah. Okay, next one for me is Eleven and Mike from Stranger Things.
2: <laughs> Attacking I little kids on the show. Fuck you guys.
1: I hate them. I hate all teenagers to start, but these particular teenagers yeah. I want to kill. Um, oh, I'm curious to hear. Okay. Elle is great. She shouldn't be in a relationship because she's literally going through learning how to be a fucking person. Mm. Okay. Um, and she, what ends up happening is she's not really allowed to see anybody right off the bat. She only really sees her dad and Mike. So it's almost like she, right off the bat being isolated from society by a little boy. It's like child marriage. Literally, it's like child marriage. And he doesn't even talk to her. All they do is make out. (laughs) He knows fuck all about her. And what he does know about her is that she has superpowers. So he's obsessed with her, Mm -hmm. but only because of that. And they even cover that, I think, in the the most recent season. She's like, well, what if I don't have superpowers? But Anyway, um, he just takes all of her valuable socializing time to suck face. (laughs) And he's ugly. What would you do at 12, though? I mean, like, sure. Her dad should have been up in that a lot more, though, and be like, get the, go to the mall. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Hopper was strict, but he didn't catch a lot of things. No. And like the fact that like Lucas and Dustin and Max didn't really talk to her that summer. It was just Mike Mm -hmm. all the time. Not a good sign. No. They literally show when Elle starts developing, like, a personality yeah. is when she's like, I dump your ass. Like, when she and Max go to the mall yeah. and, like, have a I cute little scene. montage. Yep. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so Elle's the happiest when she's not in a relationship with this fuck-ass boy that everybody's obsessed with. What Fuck is his? A- boy. What is his appeal? Because... I don't... I personally do not know. Right? Because, like, Elle is obsessed with him because of... Obviously, she's... That's, like, the first boy she's ever seen. Yeah. And then, um... Our, our, our other boy, Will, is, like, in love with him, too. Which, if you don't I think so, please watch it with oh, your eyes. Oh, that one
2: scene? Oh, my gosh, when he's in the car and he, like, starts to cry. He oh. did his school project on Alan Turing.
1: You're going to tell me that's not a gay boy? Please. please. I would love to have this discussion. And after the Barbie movie
2: thing, you're an expert on what's gay and what's Listen, not. I can I can spot a queer. <laughs> not that boy From right miles there. miles away.
1: Yeah, he's in love with Mike, too. What is the appeal of this little fucking... Sock ass wearing looking boy. <laughs> I can't. He looks She's like real a sock. Mad. <laughs> I'm sorry,
2: Finn Wolfhard. You're a great actor, but you're a sock wearing little shit. He, I mean, and I
1: mean those like tube socks that go up to his fucking booty yeah. hole. I can't. Do, I, can't so I can't. Not for me. So he
2: just annoys you. Yeah, he's the most annoying TV person ever. <laughs> I cannot
1: stand him, and I just I hate that everyone just fawns over him on yeah. this show. Because why? Lucas is right there. I do like Lucas and Max. Lucas and Max are cute. I think Dustin is great. Like, what a charmer. Where's Dustin's? Oh, Dustin did have a love interest. Susie. Yeah. Susie the Mormon. I want more of that. Mm Because Dustin is so fucking charming. And I think Lucas is so kind. And they're... What does Mike bring? Nothing. He's nothing. (laughs) His tube socks.
2: He brings his cheating-ass mom (laughs) and his badass sister. That's all. His cheating-ass mom. That's it. Sometimes that's all you can bring is your cheating-ass mom, (laughs) you know? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. So, my next one is going to be Amber Portwood and Gary Shirley from Teen Mom.
1: Oh, my God. I forgot all about them. Let me let me unearth it again. Yeah. Oh, that's a real couple. Damn. Yeah.
2: So, Amber and Gary met through Amber's older brother. So, for those of you that don't know, she was on Teen Mom. And Teen Mom is the show where they basically glorify teen pregnancy. And so, Amber was like 16 when she was on the show. And she yeah. had been dating Gary for like three years. But... The way they met was through Amber's older brother, Sean. So Gary called the house one day looking for Sean and instead Amber answered and I guess he was like, hey, where's Sean? And she's like, he's out shooting for squirrels. And then it Jesus was love Christ. after that. So they did it for like three years um, and then she got pregnant, of course, because that's the synopsis of Teen Mom. Mm. And Gary proposed to Amber while she was pregnant and said right after he asked, I know we fight, but everybody does. So if that's any indication of how this relationship's gonna go, I don't know what that tells you. So they are like very much whiplash couple. They break up, they get back together. They break up, they get back together. So they broke up. Amber took the baby during one scene, like just took her away. It was pretty sad. Um, and they somehow got back together in 2010 and also fought right before they got engaged again. And <laughs> Amber basically was mad because Gary got on one knee and was like, would you like to marry me? And Amber was like, no, no, you say, will you marry me? Gary, if you don't want to do this, like don't do it. Like they they were just fighting. Good God. So, time goes by. Gary moves out. Um, Amber said she wanted to marry a real guy and not Gary and just whatever. So, don't worry. Three months later, they got back together. And the list goes on and on and on. So, they do that for a really, really long time. And if you guys have even watched an iota of Teen Mom, you know that these two are one of the most toxic couples. It's insane. It's insane. Amber has extreme anger issues. Mm-hmm. When I was watching this, because I used to watch this when I was, like, a teen... Mm-hmm which I wasn't really allowed to, but I did it anyways. Me with Degrassi, it's fine. <laughs> right? You gave me a social disease. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would sneak this. And growing up, I thought that Gary was the toxic one, but it turns out I think Amber's more yeah, toxic than Gary. Yeah, she she's off. got a lot of issues. Um, and I also noticed like, as the show goes on, she's almost got like, a t- like she needs attention constantly. Like Leah's having her birthday party and she announces in front of everyone that she's pregnant with like another man's baby that's not Leah's dad. <laughs> And she's like, guess what? You're going to have a baby brother. Like, it's your first baby brother. And just takes all the attention away from her daughter's birthday. Oof. Yeah, she, like, goes to jail for a period. It's just, like, not Jesus. a good situation. Go ahead, Amber. Yeah, so... I guess that happens
1: <laughs> when you're on TV when you're 16 and pregnant. Yeah. Mm. Not a lot of good things happen.
2: But if you are also inclined, there are several highlight reels on YouTube of Amber and Gary's best moments. So please go check them out. But- <sighs> Who do you think turned out the best from Teen Mom? Macy.
1: Macy. Oh, Bantley?
2: Bantley. (laughs) Bantley. Bantley. What are you doing, Bantley? (laughs) I'm from Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think Macy. I would say Macy. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think it's Macy, too.
2: I think Farah is getting... Girl. Talk about... I mean,
1: I guess she's getting that bag doing that stuff. Sure. That girl's messed up. Yeah, I mean, they're all kind of... But, like, (laughs) I don't blame them because, like...
2: I mean, Farrah's yeah. baby daddy died in a car accident, like, yeah. when she was pregnant. Yeah. Or, like, maybe shortly after um her daughter was born. Uh, what was the couple that gave their kid away for adoption?
1: Caitlin and... Caitlin. Oh, and Ryan. I love They're Caitlin sweet. Caitlin and They're Tyler. Cute. Are they Are they still together? I believe so. Let me Google that. actually... Let me give cu- everybody a happy ending. I thought that they were, like, a good couple. They are a great couple. I think the choice to set, put their kid up for adoption was wise. Like, they probably got a lot of hate, but, you know, I, I supported it. Um yeah I they they're would. still together oh my god okay they're the they're, oh, they're, they're winning meant to be i get it that makes sense wow well, okay speaking of teens yes number seven for me is troy and gabriella from high school musical <laughs> oh i hate them so much i hate them I so much okay first of all y'all meeting at a party okay anyway um <laughs> literally though the what about me is a lyric in one of the songs okay yeah. I just have a problem with Gabriella. just always jumps to conclusions with Troy. She never gives him a chance mm-hmm. to explain himself and she never, she always assumes the worst is happening. She's broken up with him like twice over stupid shit. Like she saw him being filmed by his friends in his, in his locker and was like, it's okay Troy, you can go on without me or whatever the fuck. And then she sings that song in that little teal song, little teal, number. teal shirt that I remember being like, beautiful.
2: Um. Anyway, they we're all basically extra long Abercrombie shirts. Yes. And we were like, that's iconic.
1: I'm like, great, that's amazing.
2: But it's funny when you find
1: you- That is not her singing. Licking I'm so excited. From- no, from- it changes. She's <laughs> <It's> like, blinking around <laughs> <from> the ears <laughs> <laughs> <out so much. laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. And I can't believe we didn't notice it as a kid. Like, Oh, I did. I for sure did. I did not. I did not. Watching it, it's so funny now. But like, in the second movie, this is where I really got my beef at, okay, because <laughs> my, beef, was my beef is right here <laughs> because Tr- Troy worked hard to... A, acquired jobs for all his friends mm-hmm. at this place. Yeah, that was ballin'. Because he cares about his future. Gabriella doesn't give a fuck about his future. She's like, why why you care more about this than me? I'm like, because you're 14 or whatever, the, how old, 16 maybe. He's trying to build a future for himself, and you're in the way. And my girl Sharpay out here getting him all these, like, th- th- these people to come in to talk to him. He's mm-hmm. just working on that networking. What are you doing? Complaining. Mm-hmm. I cannot deal with it. Yeah, she's quite annoying. Constant. Gabriella, please. It's like an attention game. Me me. me, 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 me. Yeah. Literally, in that song, like, what about me? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> God damn.
2: What about you? you know what about you? Yeah. Irrelevant. <laughs> you. And then doesn't she also like go to college? She's like, bye, Troy. Like, she just says, like, I don't fucking know. I didn't watch after the second movie because I, I was like, the third I can't. And she literally makes a decision to go to college early and she's like, bye, everybody. That and I'm like, what so. were all these songs what about Gabriella? I also just don't like Vanessa Hudgens. Really? I'm not a. am not a Sneaker Night fan. Don't love it. <laughs> But of snakes, is <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: fair. Um, well, when COVID came, well, came around, and she was like, yeah, some people are going to die. But... <laughs> Girl, what? Girl, i <laughs> Sorry, down. you can't go fucking stun. She's like, stun what about it. me? Yeah, what about <laughs> me? Can't go stun at Coachella. I'm sorry, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, people are going to die. Gabriella like, okay. Montez and Vanessa Hudgens, probably not that different. Though, okay, I don't know if you watched the Met Gala. We did have an episode on, on fashion, but at the Met Gala, she was a host, and she was essentially wearing this very... It was a see-through black dress with little nipple pasties and a thong. And I was like, I great. Mm. Iconic outfit. She uh, interviews Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh. And I was like, could you imagine interviewing Hillary Clinton in nipple pasties and a thong? Frankly, it's amazing. Frankly, it's great. Just a regular Tuesday. Just a regular <laughs> Tuesday for <laughs> Hudgens. Um, Hudgens. Hutch- Hutchins? I don't know. Hudgens,
2: I think. Vanessa Hudgens? I don't know. Did you watch Spring, Spring Breakers? She was good in that one, though. I did. What a clusterfuck acid trip of a movie that was. It's underrated. I've never seen anything weirder in my life. I know. It's a wow. good one, but
1: yeah, strange. Anyway. Strange. Troy and Gabriella can eat my ass. I don't act their teens. <laughs> but- <laughs> Troy and Gabriella can kiss my ass. Can How about eat that? Eat my
0: ass.
2: <laughs> I hate that. I don't know if they're into that, but I'll ask them. My I'm brother not, played Troy to- in uh, high school.
0: That, we did high school true? musical, and he
2: played Troy. That's cute. And all the girls were like fighting up, but I always had to play to like practice. I was always... Vanessa or oh, Gabriella, yeah, yeah, yeah. and poor, poor, poor brother. He like did so well when we were practicing, and then they changed the key on him for the live performance. And he was like, "Now something." Has Why would changed. he change the key? I don't know because our music teacher was an asshat. Are you joking? And th- that's just stupid. I know, but also
1: like I just need to say this before we move on is that Sharpe Evans is the underrated hero of that entire franchise what a what a powerhouse what a star she and her brother had been working so hard to get into that musical and then for some fuck ass and his goyle friend to just show up goyle and be friend. like mm, little ballad and she and, and Ryan put in the choreography they put in the time the effort and the, for it to little even be an issue yeah. I'm pissed for honestly, her honestly the
2: older I get the more I relate like the more I'm like yeah I actually am on their side me too I'm entering my villain era and I personally
1: just identify as like the little blonde frenemy character with a heart of gold that's just like my, my brand mm-hmm.
2: so it's my aesthetic. I stand. All right. My next one. Have Have you seen Sex Education? Oh, yeah. But, like, I watched the first season. I don't know okay. So Adam and Eric from Sex Education is my next annoying TV couples list. Yep. Um. So the whole thing is Adam has been Eric's lifelong bully. Oh, great. And they end up falling for each other. That's
1: one of the tropes I hate the most. I
2: agree. So that's why they're on my list. Um. So I put, I'm not a fan of Eric falling for Adam, who relentlessly bullied him on a consistent basis. It just sends across a really bad message, as we said. Even though Adam has improved as a person over the seasons, but their scenes together just, like, don't convince me as to why they're they're so, like, star-crossed lovers or, like, why they're meant to be. Because I don't know if you remember Otis and Maeve's relationship, but, like, that's electric. Like, mm-hmm. I remember being like, if they don't get together, I will die. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel that way about Adam and Eric. Um, Eric deserves a lot better, um, but the show has, like, kind of done a good job of mirroring the teen experience and so i guess like having a bully mm-hmm. um, or even being like gay or having like a gay relationship with somebody who used to tease you for the exact same thing is like i guess something that they were trying to do yeah um have that trope in there too um so in season two adam does grow into himself a little bit but but not at the same level that Eric is growing into himself. So he's like fully accepting himself as like a gay black man, mm-hmm. um, embracing all of the things that make him so special. And Adam just like was not there during his self acceptance journey. Oh my like, God. Did not approve. Um, so Eric ultimately chose to reject secrecy because they were dating in private and like they were meeting mm-hmm. private and stuff. Um, and he even has a public relationship with the French transfer student. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin too much because you haven't seen it. But his name's Raheem. Um, But the end of the second season, Adam did show up publicly for Eric um, and seemed to be, like, in a better place. But basically, Eric was like, I'm ready to be this, like, really confident, like, gay black man. And I don't know. Adam just wasn't ready to meet him there and kept holding him back. So there's this really gut-wrenching breakup scene that happens Mm -hmm. um, where... Eric tells Adam, I just feel like I'm ready to fly and you're just learning to walk. And I worked really hard to find myself and I'm beginning to lose who I am. That's, yeah. And it is gut wrenching. Now, what is annoying about this is the way that they wrote it, it makes you feel bad for Adam.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: I don't, I have no sympathy.
1: You can try to make me feel bad. I won't.
2: (laughs) I kind of did. Like, my heart was like, eh. Oh, b. It was, and he was like crying, and he like wiped it away with his like whatever. But it's also like, fuck you, dude.
1: Like, yeah, I literally, I hate this trope so much because a, what it insinuates is that like everybody that bullies you is like secretly into you, and it yeah. kind of like pushes this like, oh, he's just bullying because he likes you
2: like with girls like guys are mean to girls when they like them yeah it's it's the same thing and
1: i hate it they did something similar like on glee Mm -hmm. where like the bully ended up being gay and i hated that so much everything about it it just is stupid it's stupid and we're better than that now And if you're not
2: mature enough to like talk about your feelings without like hurting Mm -hmm. someone physically or mentally or emotionally then what do i want to do with you
1: yeah and i mean i understand that teenagers don't know how to do that yet but, um, oh my God, give gay kids a chance. Yeah. <laughs> just stop setting them up with their bullies. I'm yeah. so tired of it. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen in real life. I know, life. and it
2: sucks too because he dates the French exchange student, Raheem, and it's like going really well, and then he ends up getting back together with Adam. So it's I, like, yeah. yeah. it's They just have a gravitational pull to each mm-hmm. other, and it, I'm, I just wish that would have been better for Eric. I just, well, I know
1: one thing is that the gay students never end up dating their bullies.
2: In real life? No, they don't. I can tell you that's Mm-mm. never fucking happened.
1: No. Because little, little Waylon and his little Stetson. He's ready to fight a bitch yeah. and not kiss a bitch, maybe in secret. But uh, at doors. this moment, no, he's trying to give a black eye. It's like, it's a, it's a I don't know, I hate it so much. Yeah. Okay, in a similar vein, Ooh, not a bully, but definitely fuck up. I hate Ron and Hermione. I'm going to just say <laughs> it right now. I think they're the worst couple in Harry Potter. Ginny and Harry have no chemistry. Ron and Hermione are actively bad for each other. Yeah. Like, oh my God, they they <laughs> set off the worst in each other. Right, like, okay, for Ron, it's, like, weaponized incompetence, mm-hmm. okay? For Hermione, <laughs> she's, like, what am I trying to say here? She's an elitist and a little bit of a snob, and, like, exasperated, she's kind of got a little bit of a temper. But Ron is, like, I, I don't, Aloof. he also has insane jealousy issues, insane jealousy issues, because he always feels second fiddle. Mm-hmm. Like he always feels second to fiddle. Victor crumb. To well, not even to <laughs> Harry, but also yeah. like Ron was a Victor crumb mega fan, mm-hmm. and then was like, I fucking hate him because yeah. Hermione, Victor crumb was so sweet was and emotionally sweet. intelligent yeah. and kind, and it's what Hermione deserved. Plus, he liked her when she was, you know, frizzy haired and buck teeth and all that. Ron didn't realize Hermione was pretty until she got a, like a, a blowout. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah. Stupid. Um, and I and I will say it again. I think Hermione and Crumb should have been together. And, I will, and Ron sh- deserves loneliness. I'll get on that ship. Yeah. I'll
2: get on that ship. I'll buy
1: a ticket. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's good. I don't think I like anybody else for Hermione. Because sometimes people like to put her and Harry together. Mm. But that feels wrong, too. Very bro-zoned. I like it yeah i think that they're too they're too good at friends i don't and i don't really often see good female male platonic partners mm -hmm. and i think that that movie
2: actually sacred
1: yeah i think that one's really special and you can see it in like the the seventh movie i think when they have their little dancing scene some people like what's the what's going on are they gonna make out no it's like a friends supporting Mm -hmm. each other and you can like do those things with people when there's trust yeah Ron doesn't trust Hermione or Harry in those yeah. situations. So what he's going to do is actively ruin their friendship based on his own insecurities. Yeah. And I hate him.
2: Like I, <laughs> I simply hate him. Like, Ron Weasley
1: is the worst <laughs> character put to page. I'm so sorry. I don't care for him. Yeah, I'm not a and... <laughs> it's like a lot of characters in Harry Potter are like I deserve her kind of characters like Snape mm-hmm. Ron is also one up there but he's just not depicted as a bad
2: guy and he should be I'm yeah. so sorry like I can't Ooh, deal a lot tea. So we're gonna, really? we're
1: I gonna hate get some sleep. hate mail for the first yeah, time I bet Harry I'm Potter
2: fans are Oof
1: another level entirely yeah but you know what I am one like listen you're among friends here Harry Potter fans okay but listen we're going through it right now and I think it's our job to call out the nonsense that's in these books and these
2: movies and quite a bit of it okay. quite a bit of it quite a mm-hmm. bit alright my next one is Elaine and Putty from Seinfeld
1: okay so I know Elaine I don't know Putty because I've watched maybe like f- a few episodes of Seinfeld Putty
2: is the voice actor for Crunk in Emperor's New Groove uh, yeah. oh Patrick Borburton
1: sure
0: Yeah, (laughs)
2: yeah, Yeah. there you go. So the whole premise of Seinfeld is that all of them date people and break up with them for the dumbest reasons. Mm -hmm. And I actually genuinely believe because I grew up on that show, that's why I am the way I am. Oh, my God. I think it psychologically makes a lot of sense. But Elaine is known for being in some annoying relationships and breaking up with people for the smallest of reasons. So, for instance, she has this guy, Jake Jarmel, who's played by Marty Rackham. It's one of my all-time favorite relationships that ended over something silly. So Elaine initiated it, but Jake is the one who officially broke things off, because Elaine was mad that he refused to use exclamation points in a message he jotted down about her friend giving birth. So Elaine (laughs) brings up the issue and makes a mountain out of a a molehill. The fight escalates. They both break up. Eventually, they get back together in the same episode, but Jake ends it again when he learns that instead of rushing to the hospital when he gets in an accident, she stops to buy Juji Fruits.
1: (laughs) I mean, she's a little bit of a psycho, and I kind of stand... um,
2: and then she also dates a man named Joel Rifkin, who okay. shares the same name as the famous serial killer. <laughs> um, and she's disturbed during like a game where they announced Joel Rifkin's name. She's like disturbed that they said that out loud, and she's like, please change your name, Joel, please change your name. And it's actually a weird, fun fact, one of the first suggested names in this script was actually OJ, after OJ Simpson. <laughs> and it turns out A few months after that episode aired, he like went to trial for murder. Isn't that wild? Oh, you know what's crazy? That's
1: just a little tangent. Speaking of murderers, I found out today because Megan sent me a little thing about it that like nearly every serial killer was a Capricorn or a Sagittarius. Her, look, Her at us. look at us. It's like we're not committing murder. We're just, we're just a slaying these bitches. Hey, um know, that's right. oh, you and me, we're teaming up. I got hey, the gumption. So you got the know how. I thought most it. of
2: them were like Gemini. There's, there's a
1: few Gemini's and a few Pisces. That's So interesting. Yeah, but it makes sense, doesn't it? It
2: does. Yeah, I could kill some.
1: fucking I could people. too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway. Anyway. So she, she's talking to this Joel guy. She's like, please change your name. And the pair literally can't decide on a name, so Elaine breaks up with him. Oh my god. Like Petty Queen, I love her. Um so David Petty, however, is one of Elaine's true love interests, like really the only character on the show that Elaine could have like been married to. Like mm-hmm. she he was in there for the long haul. Very on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, off again, times a Jesus thousand relationships. The actress who plays Elaine, Julia Louis Dreyfus, um, says Elaine and David are so dissimilar, he's so stupid, and she's so amazed at how stupid he is, and he's so clearly irritated by how neurotic she is that it must be explosive sexually because that's the only reasonable explanation <laughs> for the two of them being together. <laughs> I
1: mean, when people are neurotic and stupid, then you know they're fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, like you know that, things that are going wild. That
2: banging is insane. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. So, they're annoying to me because Putty just literally keeps coming back. So, here's a few reasons why Elaine ended it with the mechanic. He wore, he's a mechanic, Mm -hmm. he wore body paint to a New Jersey Devils ice hockey game and she thought it was so fucking stupid she broke (laughs) up It's hilarious. I'd do that too. Yeah, I was about to say you. He's incredibly religious and she's not. In fact, one episode he just kept telling her how she's going to hell. She was like, okay, I'm done.
1: Yeah, I had a student tell me that once. Oh, damn. Yeah. it David Putty. No, as a kid who was like, Do you believe in God? I was like, I don't know. And he's like, Oh God, I hope so you, you like hell. hell bitch.
0: I was like, Oh okay, <laughs> oh <my> Jaden.
2: <laughs> See, that's where murder would be acceptable, <laughs> right? Um, so he's stupid, she's not. He's also a recovering germaphobe and she's not. In the episode, the butter shave from season <laughs> nine, the two <laughs> managed to break up, get back together again, and break up again all during the course of an international flight in the preceding taxi ride to the airport. As you do. As you do. They're just like so unpredictable.
1: Do you, have you ever been in an on again off again relationship? Not like that, no. Maybe not to that degree, but I feel like all of my relationships are on again off again. Really? Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really bad at it. I dude, can't do it. I won't consider someone as a lifelong partner until we've broken up twice.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. You're like checking the boxes. And you're like, well, phase one's done. It's just <laughs> no, on to phase two. I'm like the I'm queen of fight.
1: fucking your ex boyfriends. It's fine. It's worked out. It's fine. I don't
2: know. I don't know. I think like once I'm done with somebody, I'm done. Like I don't want to get back together with you. Okay. But it depends on what we take a break for. I literally, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Like the way your face looks today is really annoying me. Can mm. we take a break?
1: Yeah. No. I don't know. It's just it's just a consistent
2: pattern with me. Yeah. And you know, maybe you're Elaine. Mm, maybe.
1: I don't <laughs> you know. What? She. We were in the same sorority. Me and Julie Louise really? Dreyfus. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, her and Dorinda from the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you made it. Go Delta Gamma. I love it. Um. Anyhow, I'm not in that sorority anymore, so don't don't hit me up. <laughs> okay. Uh. Next for me is another. Uh, why a novel couple? And it's Katniss and Peeta from The Hunger Games. Oh Jesus! <laughs> or short king. How does she pronounce Peeta? Peeta, Peeta, Peeta. <laughs> I can't. I, I, Josh Hutcherson is a, is a, is a doll. He's a doll. I do he love him. My butt's asleep. So it's there. okay.
2: Ooh, uh, oh. <gasps> okay. Is, it, is
1: it awake? Hi, queens. We're back. <laughs> Hi, queens. I'm <laughs> I'm little sleepy butt cheek. <laughs> oh my god. My anyway. left one's taking a nap. So you get two of them baby yeah one's right going the bus um <laughs> <laughs> anyway I hate us. okay uh so yeah pita and katniss i think fundamentally understand e- misunderstand each other mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. katniss gives me asexual vibes that bitch Agreed. does not give a fuck jennifer
2: lawrence gives me asexual vibes too God, what <laughs> I, do you think i can't stand her oh i cannot stand no, her. that's some tea i could get in on
0: cool. We should just do a
2: hate list one day. The celebs I cannot we stand. Hate. And it would yeah. be like Amy Schumer and like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. It would be like a top 50
1: list. It would be so yeah. long. Yeah, she just was like, she kind of branded herself as like that, I'm quirky, I eat pizza, and I'm skinny, like cool girl type. And okay, that just got old really quickly. And I don't know. I think every character she's ever played is a psycho. Katniss is her most likable character. Mm-hmm. And um, Katniss is not very likable, yeah. in my like, opinion. That's barely. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's it's just her sheer dedication to something that makes her likable. But anyway, um, Peeta is delusional to think that Katniss is into him for anything other than a trauma bond. Mm-hmm. you know. And he's such a sweet, empathetic person that deserves somebody who's willing to be emotionally vulnerable with him. Katniss is not that bitch. Mm-mm. She's gonna save you from being shot, maybe. But that's just because she feels obligated yeah. to and not it's because not she, she likes cares you. about yeah. you that much. Literally, I think she just like... The same way she felt like she had to take care of her sister because her sister wasn't being taken care of by their mother. She felt like she had to take care of PETA in mm-hmm. The Hunger Games. And that is a thing that just kept rolling with her. So uh, some people are like, oh, I think Gail would be a better match for her. I'm like, I don't think anybody would. I don't mm-hmm. think this woman wants to be in a relationship She's with totally anybody. Tied down. Yeah. And so it's just so stupid to me that they end up together because there's literally no chemistry with them. Yeah, I agree. I can't deal with that. And I feel bad for PETA. He deserves more. Katniss also deserves more. She doesn't wanna be like held down, whatever, and soft king, short king Josh Hutcherson as Pita <laughs> Mellark deserves a queen.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it if that's what weirds me out about it is like the actors, like what they look like. Cause in the book, I was kind of convinced, but then I saw the movie and I was like, absolutely not. I would this work in a million years? You know, I will say this.
1: I was a big Harry Potter person growing up, but Suzanne Collins popped off with the Hunger Games. That's, she did. Uh,
2: wow. If you reread those now, you're like, this bitch, she did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. They were really good. They are really good. You know what scene sends me into absolute orbit? Like mm-hmm. I lose it every time. You know when, you know when PETA camouflages himself? <laughs> <He> looks- <laughs>
1: And he looks like a rock. That's so funny. And you're going you're gonna to tell me you learned that from decorating cakes, bitch. What were the cakes decorated like? <laughs> nature. Na- nature cakes. That is nature so funny. Cakes. I forgot. I forgot all There's about that. There's eyeballs popping out. <laughs> oh, my God. It sends me into orbit. I can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, but those movies are just like, um, I don't know. They're just socially poignant. And uh-huh. they were ahead of their time and what they were comment commenting on back then. And I remember watching the movies, like Ethan and I were doing like a little rewatch during the like BLM protests and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're like, especially there's this scene where they're going on like all the the world tour essentially to each uh-huh. of the districts to spit their propaganda, and they go to the one that's like I want to say District Four, where there's like a lot of black people. It's like the farming district, mm-hmm. and then that like police riot breaks out. I was Ooh, like, I forgot about that. I was like, oh, this is like, damn, okay. So I mean, like, Hunger Games is a very good novel, and I I don't think the movie should have emphasized the triangle element as much as it did mm-hmm. cuz it undermined all of the good things about it. Yeah. So it's a it's a couple that doesn't work and it's a couple that annoys me.
2: <laughs> I just I want to see what happens when we have like an action movie or like something along those lines that like doesn't have a love interest. Like you can't tell me it's going to be less successful than like forcing something.
1: Yeah, I mean I really feel like the movies weren't so much like is the, well they won't they? Right. Like the the books weren't doing that but like the movies were like let me just we're gonna do the twilight thing we're gonna steer full into that stupid i can't deal with that i don't like shoehorned romances like every barbie movie prince ever please just let her kiss a girl
2: i also pulled up the picture of him being disguised as a rock (laughs) he looks like he's from stonehenge
1: oh my god it's so funny Oh, my God. What kind of
2: icing were you using at that bakery? <laughs> In the Hunger Games, Peter disguises himself as a rock and no one notices him. He was taught this trick by his cousin, a famous wrestler called Dwayne. Oh, my God. I hate it here. They told me I could be anything, so I became a rock. I became rock. Anyways, okay. Thank you for letting me relive that. I forgot about that. Um. All right, where are we at? Where are we at right now? Oh, before we move on, one, hey, what's one other
1: note I do have. There's literally, a, I think in like the third movie or something, uh-huh. we're like, Peta is given the serum that makes him just react in violence towards Katniss mm-hmm. everywhere, and anytime he sees her, he just like wants to oh, yeah. bite mm-hmm. her face off and stuff. Yeah. And that Hot. never goes away, really.
2: <laughs> yeah, they never really explain that. It just like they? wears
1: down over time a little bit, but it's always just kind of in the back of his head because he's, you know, been poisoned by the Capitol. So even though they they end up married with kids at the end, I'm like, oh, Peta always wants to kill her a little bit. I mean, that's marriage will uh, be period. You know
2: what I mean <laughs> that's why we're Capricorns such serious <laughs> as having a podcast.
1: Anyway. Murder. Murder. Yeah,
2: I that's interesting.
1: It just doesn't work for me. I will die on this horse. I'm so sorry to that's those it. who are PETA and uh Katniss fans. If they you, still exist? I They do, but I think they're just Josh Hutcherson fans, which by the way if you haven't seen Jenny Nichols's YouTube video where she reads the fan fiction Trapped in a Island with Josh
2: Hutcherson. <laughs> Read it, please. It's so Ooh, good. I'm gonna do that. I know what I'm doing tonight. It's so funny. A little funny. glass of red
1: wine and some YouTube. And that's exactly what it's called. Trapped in a Island. Trapped in an Island. <laughs> not, Love it. Not on an
2: island. No. Of course not. <laughs> um, okay, next for me is Alex and Piper from Orange is the New Black. Oh, I hate them too. I'm throwing it down for the LGBTQIA+. <laughs> community today I like <laughs> so Piper is already like one of my least liked characters of like any show ever she's really tone deaf mm-hmm. super white privilege self-absorbed and she becomes increasingly neurotic as the season goes on um and she even like she's just selfish she goes to like her ex-husband Larry for like advice about Alex like oh, read I the room bitch. about
1: him Larry. I remember when they, like, had phone
2: sex about blueberries. Yeah. was <laughs> so weird. No, I need to rewatch the show. I haven't seen it in a while, but I it's so good. I can't. But Alex has a lot of problems, too. So I think from, like, the beginning, these two are very toxic to each other. If you remember, their whole relationship was based off working for a drug cartel. Smuggling. So, like, already okay. lies. Already deception. So eventually they go to jail and then piper sees alex in jail like five years later after everything and she's like oh my gosh alex you named me in the trial you named me and she's like no i didn't why would i do that like i still care about you blah blah blah. well it turns out she did name her Right, all about it um alex also took a deal to get out of prison even though her and piper talked about not taking that deal or like not naming any names when they had their trial um piper then uses her ex-husband larry to prove that that alex is violating probation and puts alex back in jail so it's all just like one big power chess move for them yeah there's a, quite a few instances of hate sex and then piper cheats on alex with someone else while in prison who is um rose what's her last name the Ru- ruby rose oh, oh my oh god oh my god i remember when she came around everyone was like i'm gay i'm gay uh, is this gay is this what yeah. gay feels like yeah um anyway so then they get prison married and piper ends up getting out early so they open up their relationship and alex ends up sleeping with a cop while in prison but is also insanely jealous of whoever piper is having an open relationship with um, so, you know, fighting, jealousy, hate, sex, toxicity, abound with these two. Yeah. And it's still a point of contention as if they should, like, end up together or not. Because at the very end of the show, they end up together. Jesus like, Christ. Piper moves to, Ohio. I think it's Ohio, to be with Alex.
1: For what? <sighs> For what? Yeah. Her bad eyeliner?
2: I'm going to say it. And her bad eyebrows? And Have her
1: you bad seen eyebrows? Those? I Like, if you're going to make a character's personality liquid eyeliner, at least do her the justice of giving her a good wing. Okay. Okay, it's all so ask. bad, and then you're gonna use it on the promo pictures
2: for Netflix. What the fuck is your Listen. problem? That's a guaranteed way to get me to not watch your show. <laughs> that's right. Are you joking? The quality of makeup, but yeah, I don't know. They they never really do. I mean, Orange is the New Black has very few characters that end up like in a quote happily ever after situation. And Piper and Alex are exactly the same. It's complex. It's messy. It's flawed. And a lot of people online are saying that's what makes it so good and so real. And that's why they like Alex and Piper. But I'll be fucking damned yeah. if I trust anybody. If they were like, why would I name you? I so like like you and care about you. And they're like, just kidding. I did it. Bye. I, yeah, I hate them too. I and thought it's, about putting them on here. <laughs> it's like an extra layer of complication because like in real life, if you get in a fight with somebody, you can't really throw them in jail. But if you're already in jail, you can find ways to get people back. Oh,
1: damn. Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of the way it's set up. Like once you're there, it's hard to get mm-hmm. out of it permanently. Yeah um. So, rip, like, it happened with our girl Tasty. <sighs>
2: Tasty. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I I honestly can't watch that show because Pussi's death hurts me. So
2: yeah. Much. It's so bad. That so. that show is actually incredible, and it, and it not. With, I don't want to get into it too much it because it's like really heavy. But like, it has a lot of really good commentary about social issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think they're really interesting.
1: Though, who's the girl that plays the like crazy, like not crazy eyes? The the girl with the like bleach blonde hair that is like in the few seasons towards the end like lolly or something oh the yoga teacher no it's like I can't I don't know she looks like a chubby Ellen DeGeneres mm-hmm. um,
2: oh Oh. Um. yeah
1: she has glasses yeah lesbian yeah I've watched a movie that she was in have you seen tank girl before Mm-mm. I gotta put, I put a little sticker out she plays like the main character in that and she's like hot as hell oh what a fun movie how it, did that happen it basically invented the comic book movie genre anyway um, highly recommend very fun mm, very campy if you like that kind of thing uh all right. Next one for me is um John Snow and Daenerys
2: Targaryen. This one was on my list. Yeah. God damn. God damn. Talk about a shoe in. God, no. Yeah. G- kidding. Um I'm still not over this. Like my heart's still so broken by this whole series. Yeah. So. so I'm I must talk my shit. I'ma talk my shit because
1: um I'm a big Game of Thrones person. Like it's my absolute favorite thing. I love it so much. Um, I haven't read the books, um, because I felt like it was a, quite a bit of an undertaking and um I was like, "Oh, well, I don't want to be in the middle of the books when like the ending comes out. Whatever. Jokes on me." You know, um the last season was terrible, but it was kind of we knew it would be terrible because it, the the series stopped being good after like season 4 when George R.R. Martin stopped being involved and they just kind of went off the deep end, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like we expected it, but it's like they could not figure out how to how to finish off these characters, and so they just were like, "Make them fuck." <laughs> I guess. But that's her Put nephew the in the circle. That's so I know. gross. Yeah. But th- even if that Demon were the Rose case. case <laughs> even if, it, like, incest, I can forgive. No. Like, <laughs> if, if it not were. that I'm okay with. If it were the case that they, like, had them together, it would still be the fact that, like, they have no chemistry as actors. Mm-mm. And they are two of the hottest people on that show. Three and for them to have zero chemistry, are you kidding me? That has to be somebody's fault. Mm-hmm. Like, are the characters just never not. Like, were they just not meant to be in that way? I don't understand um the way they kiss is weird it's like akin to how harry and Ginny kiss with the yeah. weird yeah. with the weird nose pucker i mm-hmm. hate them um and like their sex scenes were bad it was just agony the whole time it was awful yeah. and then and the last scene was just like my queen my queen she's my queen yeah and i was like Shut. okay we fucking hey, John, know we she's also I, your aunt yeah so can you not fuck her please yeah you know it too you found out about that and you're like so did she, and they were like, let's continue to bone. I enjoy this. But if you are, like, somebody who likes Game of Thrones and felt really uh, fucked up about it, I really recommend the, the prequel series. It's, it's very good. House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon is very good. I read the book that one. I haven't done one. it
2: because I'm not ready to open up that wound again, but yeah. if you're telling me it's going to heal my trauma, then I might try it. Because I think it, it's handling it better, right? So For now. For
1: now. <laughs> House of the Dragon, Fire and Blood is the novel it's based off of, is written like a history book, mm-hmm. right? From the perspective of, like, a few different people that are, like, we don't know what the truth is. So there's, like, enough wiggle room for the new writers to kind of add stuff into it that they like while also having a very defined structure. George R. R. Martin's basically writing the show with them, so yeah. we kind of get to figure out what's the truth, what's happening, and all of the choices that they've made so far that are different from the book have only made it better. Okay. So okay. Oh. I will tell you it's good. If you don't like scary birthing scenes though know that those exist but it's kind of scary birthing birthing scenes scenes, yeah Uh, they're kind of commenting a little bit on like you know women's sexual liberties right now and like that kind of thing because it's a more feminist book but it's not supposed to be like, oh, queens should rule. It's like, if you think someone deserves ultimate dictatorship because she's a woman, then maybe consider why you think mm-hmm. that. It kind of makes you, like, double-think, but I think a lot of people misunderstand it. So if you see any hate on it, direct them to me. I'll fucking set them straight. All right? So
2: put them in my inbox. Period. My type and fingers are ready. Yes. Well, maybe I'm, I'm willing to open my heart up again. Please do. It's yeah. so good. Anything's better than the ending of that fucking Oh, my God. Tell me about it. All right. Next we have Daphne Bridgerton and Simon Bassett from Bridgerton. Oh woof. Yeah, that's rough. Real real rough. So Bridgerton is set in eighteen thirteen during London's high society social season, which is basically like find a husband mm-hmm. or else you're screwed. Yeah. Or find a suitable wife so you can have babies and carry on your title. I have like that's no pretty money much it. And no prospects. Um it's literally like speed dating, it's so weird. And they have all these balls and like girls enter quote unquote society mm-hmm. um to meet like London's most eligible bachelors. So Daphne met Simon at Lady Danbury's ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was trying to escape the attention of another guy. I think his name was like Nigel or something. Oh, I can't remember.
1: Oh, like the one guy that ended up coming to see her. That yeah. A-
2: yeah. Um, so Daphne was pursued, I, I think his name is Nigel, was pursued by Nigel um, at the next ball. Um, she <laughs> ended up punching him in the face just as Simon walked in on them and, um, And basically the reputation back then, like, if you're found alone with a man, you're, like, tainted and you can't (laughs) marry into, like, anybody else's family. Um, So she was like, oh, my gosh, my reputation is ruined. And Daphne was all worried about that. And then Simon was like, women just keep, like, throwing themselves at me. I wish there was, like, a way that I could, like, couple myself up with one. Even though I don't want a relationship and I don't want to commit at all, they'd stop throwing themselves at me. So they're like, well, this is perfect. So they came up with a plan to form a false courtship to make Daphne more desirable in society because apparently if a man wants her, then she's, you know. Um, And then make Simon better about having women thrown at him, I guess. I don't know. So their whole relationship from the get-go is based on lies and secrets. Neither one of them is good at talking about their feelings um, and then when they do get a little better at it, they don't tell them the true like magnitude of their feelings because they don't want to scare each other away. <sighs> These people need therapy really bad. Fake dating um, Simon also lies and tells Daphne that he can't have kids mm-hmm. simply because he doesn't want them. Like Just be honest. Just say you don't want kids. Not that you can't physically have them. Um and the worst and I mean this is gonna this is actually quite triggering, so if mm-hmm. anybody doesn't wanna listen to this just skip ahead. But there's a scene where Daphne actually forces Simon to like finish inside her so yeah. that she can try to get pregnant. I mean, she essentially raped her husband. Yeah. Um, and this is like this is a soul. I mean, that's horrible. The yeah. only reason it's not like Depicted as such just because she's a woman. Right. Yeah. The, yeah. Depicted as such as because she's a woman. And then some people are like, oh, well, she didn't know anything about, like, sex consent. But it's like, that's bullshit. Like, you have to know that's wrong. This,
1: yeah, it's not about her. It's about the writers in this case. Yeah, they exactly. Know. Like, they that, knew that was better. a lot. Yeah.
2: That was a lot. Um, and it's really disturbing because Simon told her to get off, and she didn't. Like, yep. she just stayed on. And she never even admitted that what she did was wrong, but instead she, like, isolated herself until she, like, found out if she was pregnant or not. Like, wild, right? Like, what the hell are these two doing? Um... So, all in all, it's a mutually manipulative and toxic relationship. Gold star. Good job. Big time. Um, and it's toxic being passed off as romance, and it's a dramatic plot that could easily have been resolved and shortened if they just had a simple conversation. Literally? They I, annoy uh, the fuck out of me. I hate them. I hate them, too. I'm so glad they weren't in season two.
1: Same. I fucking hate them also. Season two? Is so Can I good. talk about season yeah, two? please, please.
2: I'm not normally, like, a. I read fan fiction. Mm-hmm. I, like, feel some type of way. Oh, you did for this one? Everybody's oh. got one, babe. Oh, my lord. Yeah. Love. what's that like
1: there's not a place on this planet i can go far enough yeah or whatever he's I'm like, like okay I'm like, even can... i'm in love yeah, like too. damn this is they were fire sexy flames. That sex scene that they had so incredible good. incredible what i do love about bridgerton is like it's like shonda goes up to the the executives and she's like how much how many minutes of sex can i have in this <laughs> and they're like okay roughly four yeah and she's like can i save them all up for one episode and they're like what? No. And then she does it anyway. And it's like the raunchiest four minutes yeah. of your life. You're like, like, oh, you fuck. watch their entire foreplay. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I know season one. It actually, I was watching it with my sister-in-law over like Christmas break when they were visiting, um, whenever it came out and it got to the point where her and I were like, do you want to fast forward? Because there was so no service in that house was safe from their sexual relations. Like, they were getting no. it all over the castle. What, in season one? Season one. Oh, my God, Season yeah. two was very tastefully done, I thought. I thought season season two was
1: incredible. Yeah. I loved it so much. The girl that played Kate is going to be in the Little Mermaid movie as well. <gasps> really? sisters. Yeah, that's oh what she deserves. Yeah, for sure. But the girl that plays the younger sister is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, her face. It's, like, breathtaking. Yeah. It's literally, I can't comprehend it. What I will tell you this about Bridgerton, I do, I do like the show, the first season that I was really upset about mm. how it ended too. I'm going to throw hands if they make Penelope and Colin get together because he doesn't deserve her.
2: They're literally going to. That's what I season three is about. I fucking hate that idea because Penelope is a queen who deserves. It's sort like Harry and Ginny, like ignored her the whole time and then. And even talk shit about her and like, what, going mean, to wake up one day and be like,
1: oh, maybe you love me because nobody else loves me. Fuck you dude. Yeah, because you <laughs> fucked everybody over and you only have her left. Literally, like... Penelope deserves a h- hot hunky man. Mm-hmm. It's what, I agree. It's anyway. I mean she's Lady Whistledown. <laughs> Lady Whistledown. <laughs> Whistledown. You know what? That's what I told the people when when I asked for our intro, for our podcast intro. I was like, Do you know Lady Whistledown <laughs> from Bridgerton?" And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. Hi, Tens. It was, oh, I love it was that. originally gonna be like, You were cordially invited to <laughs> But yeah, we switched a little bit. But yeah, yeah it was a fun, fun thing. Um, okay. <laughs> My butt. My okay, next one for me is Carrie and Big from Sex and the City. Ooh. I think Ooh. this one that we switched on to. Yeah. So Sex and the City, a problematic show. It's fine. Carrie and Big are the worst part of it. <laughs>
2: they are. They're the worst part of the show. I hate Carrie.
1: I hate Carrie. You know it's so funny because every one of those like personality test things I take, they're like, "You're Carrie from Sex and the City," and
2: I'm like, "You don't." You're Samantha.
1: I could be. <laughs> I don't think I'm I really don't see a you slutty. As a Carrie. Um. I don't think I'm a slutty. I don't think I'm a slutty anymore. Per. Um, Because Samantha would never settle down. Yeah. She'd true. never want a man. But I'm like, I want to be wifed up because I don't want to work. Things are hard. <laughs> she's like a career woman. Yeah. And that's not my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Carrie is annoying because, A, she's a narcissist and so is Big. They're both too fucking concerned with themselves. Mm-hmm. And Big makes it very clear from the get that he's like, I don't want a relationship. And Carrie's like, but what about for me? Because mm-hmm. I'm special. I mean, that was
2: sick. Listen. Yeah,
1: but yeah. And he's like, no. And so they break up, and then he, they get back together despite Big knowing Carrie wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. He knows that he's the same around. shit's going to happen. Yeah. And he just he's using her, and she's using him. It's mm-hmm. like they're both trying to mutually get what they want out of the relationship, but they can't fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And then they're also presented... With people who could fulfill what they want in a relationship.
2: And then and they, they pick f- tiny fights. They fuck over those people to get yeah. back together to fuck each other. And like I hate Aiden, them. Like, justice for Aiden. Justice oh for God. Aiden.
1: I heard he's going to be in the new show. They're going to bring him
2: back. Oh, really? I haven't watched the new show since I haven't either. But
1: I just saw a thing about it today. But, yes, Samantha's not on it. Ugh, what is They've, the point? Ugh.
2: Sarah Jessica Parker. That's a whole other story. She fucked over. Did you, oh, Kim, Kim Cattrall. Cattrall
1: yeah. That woman is
2: hot as shit. Have mm. you seen?
1: There's a picture of her on the beach reading a book. And she, like, doesn't like it, so she just takes it and throws it over her shoulder. I was like, no. what a queen, what a queen. I, know, I, I, I do adore. Um, I I should work on my Samantha impression, too. Like, bisexual? <laughs> I haven't bought anything since the fourth grade. <laughs> I can't fucking do it.
2: Uh, that's pretty close, though. That's good.
1: Thank you. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah but Carrie, Carrie needs to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. Big needs to get out of his ass. He also just, needs to go to therapy. He also needs to go to therapy. He
2: left her at the altar. Like, Mm -hmm. if that's not toxic and annoying, like, I don't know what is. Like, literally, she beat him with her wedding bouquet. But she was
1: like, she was like, I know he's going to do this.
2: Like that red pri- flag prior to the he's wedding. He's been telling you the whole time he doesn't want a relationship. Yeah, and she knew it was going to happen.
1: And he was like, "I don't want a big deal. Like we can get married, but I don't want a big thing." And she's like, "What about if I get on the cover of like Vogue in my Dior gown or whatever, whatever the fuck, right?" That'll and like invite all of New York. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Not what I asked." Yeah. At all And she's like, "But th- but this is who I am. You know, I have to have this." And he's like, "Well, I mean, th- they don't know compromise. They just know what they want and they do it and they push it on the other person mm-hmm. until one of them leaves them and then they just get back together. It's the worst relationship on TV. It really is. It's very toxic. I cannot get over it." Yeah, I mean, like at first I was like, okay, well, they want they like a limit. It's a little. They got a lot of chemistry, I'll tell you that.
2: Um, but holy shit,
1: Not no. Worth it. No.
2: My favorite is when um, I think it's one. Of, it might be one of the movies. I don't think it's the show. Um, when Charlotte runs into, oh, I just hit the microphone, when Charlotte runs into Big, and she goes, no! Yeah, right? No. Yeah, right? And I'm like, that's so me. And she's, when I see my friends exes. I'm like, no! Fucking Christ. No, I think the best
1: relationship is Stephen Miranda.
2: Miranda! <laughs> Miranda! Miranda! Miranda's <laughs> kind of an a-hole, but I, I vibe with it. Yeah, um, I, cause like, they, I like Charlotte and, uh,
1: What's his face? Good good black. I don't Uh, remember. He's all right. Charlotte pisses me off, though. Charlotte's fucking annoying. Because she's, she's like, always shitting on... on Everyone for being sluts, and she's just as much of a slut. She's like, I don't want to be the butthole girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> girl. Girl, you're literally in a
1: show called Sex in the City. So, like, get yeah, the program. Please. Did you know that that actress is my stepmom's cousin? Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I <laughs> so, love her. Yeah, butthole girls, my in my family. Be butthole. Girl. I don't butthole girl. They don't marry butthole girl. <laughs> um, please, welcome to the Sex in the City m- m- impression show. Yeah, but I do like Steve and Miranda because I think in the movie there's like Steve cheats on Miranda because she just basically just becomes very like passionless Mm -hmm. towards him and he tells her right away Mm -hmm. he's like i cheated on you and if you still want me then we can work it out and if you don't i understand Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's a man i mean he shouldn't have cheated i was like maybe he shouldn't have cheated but big cheated yeah carrie cheated yeah everybody cheats cheats on that show and the only one to handle it right yeah steven miranda
2: true um i always like to do like sometimes i have my own inner thoughts and in carrie's voice and i'm starting to wonder
1: am i the problem like <laughs> can i put my thing down flip it and
2: reverse it <laughs> All right, anyways i love it that's so great okay do, do you watch 90 day fiance yeah oh yeah 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 let's get okay into so it. my next couple is george and anfisa oh i don't know them fuck oh girl i got stories for days so for those of you that don't watch it, you probably have a lot more brain cells than me, and that's okay. <laughs> but 90 Day Fiancé is an American reality television series on TLC, which we all know it's gold if it's on TLC. Yeah. Um, it follows couples who have applied for a K-1 visa available uniquely to foreign fiancés of U.S. citizens. So basically people meet online they go over to like meet their foreign fiancé. They propose, mm-hmm. or their, their yeah. girlfriend or boyfriend, and they propose, and then they try to bring them over with the K-1 visa. And then once they get to the U.S., they have 90 days to marry them, hence 90 Day Fiancé. So... <laughs> There's a lot of really fucked up couples on this show. Ed and Rose turn up. Ed and Rose turn up. Ed is so gross. I can't even fathom. Um, But this one, George and Anfisa stick out particularly because they do some wild, wild shit. So Anfisa is 20 years old. She's from Moscow. And George is 27. He's from Riverside. And they met through Facebook after George saw photos of Anfisa and told the camera that he, like, fell in love with her photos. I mean, Mm -hmm. she's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But... Anfisa, from the beginning, was always up front with George. She was like, my main reason for being with you is money. And George was always like, I've got a ton of it. Oh, I remember these people now. Yeah, okay. I'm bringing you over here. I've got a ton of money, blah, blah, blah. So I wrote down, wife marries for money. Husband marries for appearance. Now, that's what I call a true loving relationship. But <laughs> my, it's like good. So it's really bad. So Anfisa hits him, kicks him out of the house. He spends the night in a garage. She does absolutely ridiculous things to him, and her excuse always is like, it's really hard for me to not be in my country with my friends. She'll, like, beat the fuck out of him and be like, it's really hard. Yeah. Okay, queen. Okay. There's a scene where she calls him upset that he left to go see his lawyer to talk about, like, shifting assets. Mm. Um, <laughs> I just look up the scene, but she's on the phone, and she's like, I said come back now! Like, she's, like, screaming bloody <laughs> oh, murder. Oh, my god. You're probably gonna have to tone that down on the microphone, but, like, it's bad. Um, then they, for the K-1 visa, there's actually an interview that the government, um, includes. What am I trying to say? Requires? Requires. Yeah. Conducts. There you go. Um, where they have to prove that like they're a couple. So if you get a K-1 visa, you have to prove that you're like in love and you've known each other for a long time. So anyway, so they're on the way to the interview to prove that they're a couple and Anfisa like flips her lid and she's like, hand me my makeup with the red bag. That's
1: like, (laughs) good Lord. So like, I, I don't even know how you would fucking
2: convince somebody
1: you're in love.
2: You wouldn't. I mean, she literally hit him in the lawyer's office. Like, yeah. Shit, Christ. So, Anfisa also repeatedly resets and disables George's phones. So, like, in every interview scene, he's holding a different phone because she constantly, like, disables it. And it turns out some of the producers say that behind the scenes, Anfisa actually was, like, breaking or destroying his phones. So he had to get a new one each time. God. Yeah, not fun. And she didn't want him to contact any of his family members. And then there's this whole scene where she gets upset that he's only willing to spend $45,000 on her engagement ring. Only willing to 45, spend $45,000. Yep. What and then, she
1: Kim Kardashian's whole wedding was $50,000 to Chris Humphries.
2: Yeah, I don't know what she wants. I don't know what Infisa wants. And then um, last but not least, she keyed the word idiot on the side of his car. It's a little
1: iconic, but he didn't deserve it.
2: Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're crazy. She makes me feel like a great girlfriend. I'm single,
1: so I mean, there are some crazy couples on that one. There's like people who are delusional, mm-hmm. delusional.
2: Yeah, and like, oh my god, I feel so bad for them. Yeah, like there's like 65 year old women who are getting with like 24 year old men. Right, and the whole family's like, he's literally using you. Like, no, we're in love. I'm like, you've never kissed, you've never slept together, yeah. you've never held hands. Like, That's okay. What's that one couple? It's like I
1: want to say it's like a Middle Eastern man and this like yeah
2: you know what's their name they're, I don't know what their names they're the are but are the craziest one yeah and then she like served him papers and like oh found God. him across the country because he got his green card and moved away as soon as they got married
1: yeah I mean king I don't know <laughs> she was kind of crazy mm-hmm. alright this next one hurts me uh oh but it's it has to be said when it comes to on screen couples that are the worst and it is Edward and Bella from Twilight <laughs> <laughs> it hurts wait it hurts. who plays Edward again um I'm not sure I think his name's Robert Pattinson <laughs> Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, Edward and Bella are the worst part of Twilight. (laughs) They are. (laughs) Um, And the Twilight universe is so rich and so interesting. And, like, what we're focusing on are these assholes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, I've said it before, but go to therapy are you. Ex- you would think Edward would know more. He's Edward likes so lot. No, no, because he perpetually is seventeen. Like he didn't yeah. develop that prefrontal <laughs> cortex. He said, D- no thoughts, just Bella." She's <laughs> vibes. But what fucking pisses me off is what he likes about Bella is that he can't read her mind. She's not like other girls. The moment, <laughs> and what Bella likes about Edward is that he's a vampire. Yeah, and he's pretty. Yeah. The moment that she becomes a vampire. Edward's going to be like, I can read your mind now. And she's like, oh, I'm a vampire too. Weird. Like, they're just, I think they will get divorced. Yeah. <laughs> I really I know, think I that. I want to see a where are they now episode with <laughs> Edward and Bella. And I think that, like, Renezme will resent them because th- they were, like, they, they're they just children mm-hmm. who had a child who is a more emotionally mature than her parents because and already has a husband lined up literally Ready seriously to go. no like canonically Renesmee is born with a fully developed brain like mm-hmm. that's her species or whatever yeah. hard to imagine since neither of her parents do
2: <laughs> and so two halves make like, a whole baby
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they each do have one half of a brain it's fair they're
2: both the same lobe they're both left <laughs> like wow
0: doing great oh, okay. and
1: listen friends you are. I'm a Twilight super fan, okay, and I'm brave enough to admit this. <laughs> the, we don't watch it because it's the best relationship, okay. We watch it for the for the the angst. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah, and, and like, oh my god, let's not. That's not even talking about like all the shit that Edward does to Bella. He's so controlling. He has so many issues. Watches her while she sleeps. Watch, yeah, like cuts cuts her battery off her mm-hmm. car. Like he won't let her see her friends or Jacob, and like. Um, literally isolates her from her whole family at the end of the movie because she's turning into a vampire. I can't deal with it. And it just pissed me off it pisses me off that literally I'd rather know about everybody else in this universe. Yeah. Literally anybody. Every single side character has an interesting story. Yeah,
2: some of my favorite parts are when they explained like how the couples got together. Oh my god, I know.
1: Yeah. Um
2: Emmett's is not very exciting. He
1: just was an asshole who was like, I'm a a better and then died. Yeah. And, but, like, but like, the Jim rest bro. of them are like, I was a serial killer yeah. who wanted revenge on my attackers and I was a psychic in a, in a insane asylum and I just, I fought in the civil War. I fought in the I civil I got weird eyes now. Yeah, but the, even that, not even just the Cullens, like there's people that like, if you read the twilight like universe books or whatever fascinating stuff also I just want to go on the record and say this that since we had midnight sun Edward canonically is into fat Irish bitches I need to point it out wait hold up back I, up why
2: I didn't because read it. the
1: only plus size character in twilight is a vampire named Siobhan who is very sexy and very fat and Edward's like she's so beautiful I couldn't even describe it and I was like hey, oh, that's what's up perfect. I was like that's what's up <laughs> Um so anyway that's all i have to say about that
2: we could talk for hours about how bad they are in a relationship yeah.
1: but you know we don't we we went through
2: 2008 yeah. it already happened we it already, already happened didn't. i just i'm still laughing at when he broke up with her and she just sat in the same chair for like 4, <laughs> four months four straight months so oh, no no Edward,
1: Edward, don't you can't there's this girl on tiktok who will just say whatever phrase you want as bella
2: and will <laughs> be like i'm hungry
1: <laughs> i can't do it as well she's
2: perfect oh my gosh that is a really good one i didn't that didn't even cross my mind believe Mm -hmm. it or not first one i thought of they're an annoying they're an annoying They're so annoying
1: they're like the couple that's like when you're in in middle school the ones in like jrtc and they're like making Mm -hmm. out in the hallway because she has got to go to math class i'm like literally he's not going to iraq he's going down the hall please it'll be fine separate
2: okay um sammy and ron from the jersey shore
1: Ron
2: stop. stop! You got a lot of um, uh, reality. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I kind of love it. I fucking love reality. Yeah, I do too. I do Makes too. me feel so much better all my life. Um, so this couple fell in love super quickly, but things turned really sour really fast. Um, obviously, uh, Ron comes in. He's like, "Never fall in love with the Jersey Shore." And what does he do? He falls in love with the Jersey Shore. Yeah. But they both expressed interest in each other, like, immediately. And they continued to date for, like, quite a few seasons. But it just got more and more and more toxic. So they got drunk all the time in that house. And they were both so emotionally immature that they fought constantly. Yep. So many cheating accusations. There were literally physical fights. Um, there was one where Ron, like, destroyed all of Sammy's stuff. Good like, Christ. really bad. Um. So... <laughs> I pulled a thing from season three that somebody like commented. They're like, Oh, I'm rewatching season three right now. And Sam says, you've never loved me, Ron. Why do you hate me? Well, she's like very clearly fucked up drunk. So Sammy is just as much a culprit as Ron. Ron has like severe anger issues, but Sammy has severe insecurity issues, like really, really bad. So Ron responds to her saying, you've never loved me by throwing all of her shit on the other side of the room and screaming at her face for 10 minutes straight
1: go it's not
2: fun but she's constantly testing him like his loyalty and stuff but he does cheat so it's like just leave each other yeah like, you're clearly not good for each other. um are you friends with her yes or no yes or no. Are you friends with her? Are you friends with her? <laughs> um, but when Sammy started drama, I think she was just looking for Ron to, like, suck up to her. Yeah. Um, and the, the the way they communicated was just not great, but it did make for some really good TV. It's so true. So I hope you remember this, but my favorite argument they ever had on a more lighthearted note was Ron <laughs> made fun of her big toe, Sammy's big toe. She goes, that's not a joke to me, Ron. That's personal issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, iconic. The
1: Jersey Shore I wa- I kind of want to rewatch because I'm just frightened. I did it a couple years ago and I highly recommend. So it's fun. so trash. It's so oh, trash. Oh god. You know what I'm obsessed with? If you love like like relationships on on reality TV. I sure do. You have got to watch The Ultimatum or Love is Blind, please. I wish Love is Blind. They are so messy. I've never seen the ultimatum the Ultimatum is the messiest show I've ever what seen. What is the ultimatum? Oh, oh,
2: oh, is that the one where they're like, I want to marry this person? Yes. Oh yeah. I watched the show. Messy, shit out of that. messy, messy. That's my brand.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that this Netflix brand of reality TV is like, we're not fucking around with like shit making them do challenges. We're just getting straight to the We're the, putting the bu- people
2: in a box and we're making them confess their feelings. We're gonna see if these people fuck or not. You wanna watch it? And I'm like, Dude, yes uh, I do. One of the couples on the ultimatum, her name's Lauren, unfortunately, but mm, Oh, I remember this. She doesn't want children. And the guy absolutely wants children, and they got back together. Oh my god. You could compromise and have half a child. That was so
1: crazy because he, like, saw the other <laughs> guy propose to the girl that, like, is, like, my and He thinks I was attracting him. Like, the, like, <laughs> yeah. I hated her. Anyway, he watched the other guy propose to that girl and then he got up after asking two other girls to pair up with him mm-hmm. and then propose to Lauren. And she was like, yeah. She was like, I- Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> I was like, Let's I, do I this hate this. And then they literally like at the reunion, she's like, "I'm like, we compromise." And they're like, "How the fuck are you going to compromise on having children or not?" Like, they had a baby
2: and cut it in half. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, the other half away. They were so annoying. I will say, if you like reality TV, that's a good show to watch because Abby is the most annoying person mm. to ever be on TV of mm-hmm. all time, and he's still. They didn't invite Unlove him love his Yeah, they didn't yeah. invite him back to like the reunion episodes Good. and stuff. He's an asshole. Like they filmed a few of those and he's like on Instagram still being like I was depicted as the villain. I they painted me and I'm like you're just an asshole. I don't know how to tell you. Great a brand douchebag. Because you're 35 and you still want to be a DJ at Coachella, dog. Yeah. I, I don't know how to tell you this. Bruh.
2: Also, what's the girl's name that he was paired up with? She deserves Deet- so Deet- much love. Oh yeah. Diti. Deet- she's dating uh, Kyle, the neighboring <gasps> guy that they was with Shayna. Yeah, they confirmed that. Oh, on, I'm so on the happy episode. about that. Good. They're, Kyle looks like so a cute. bat. I mean, he a fruit bat. He's one of those guys that, like, you look at him too long and you're like, I can't tell if you're cute or not. Am I attracted to you or no? I don't know. Am I dry? Am I? I, don't, I can't
1: tell. Um, but they're the only couple that's happy. Everybody else got divorced. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I heard about. Uh, I forget the name of them, but it was it was um, the lovely black couple, and one of them was really short. One of them was really tall.
1: And Jared. Sure. Yeah. They okay. got divorced immediately. She, like They moved, they they weren't living together or whatever. Well, he went out to party every night, and she was like, yeah. that's not what I want. Yeah. But anyways, we could talk about this for days. It's a good show. Please watch it. Please if watch you like it. reality TV, please. It's 100% up our alley.
2: 100%. Okay. Last couple. Are we ready? Let's go. <laughs> I did think of one more thing, actually. Oh, please. Hey, B. Oh, my God. Jessica. Oh, my God. Hey, B.
1: Hey, B. Well, like, when you're... 45, I'll be 55. Mm-hmm. And then when you're 55, I'll be 60. You're like, yes, that's how math that's works. That's how aging works. I hate you. Anyways. But this is like the only person worse than her was that girl, Shayna, from the from the most recent season, because she got a new boyfriend and was like, I am not sending clarity DMs to Shane. Like, no. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, and my then, gosh. So they, they were like, oh, yeah, you were sending him you know dms when you had a boyfriend and she brings her boyfriend at this party and then he, they hear about mm-hmm. this and she's like babe let's go just trust me just trust me and i'm like oh because you want your man to find out you've been cheating on him okay you yeah. skanky god, ass i think the blonde's like real bad on there oh my god i know and i hate her anyway all right. all right number one number one this is the most annoying couple the most toxic couple for each other that's ever been put to screen and it's ted and robin from how i met your mother <laughs> I've never seen this.
0: Oh my god,
1: please don't watch it. Okay. It does not age well. Okay. I was obsessed with this show when I was like in high school and then it finished mid college for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh what a terrible ending. Essentially you spend eight seasons trying to figure out who Ted is gonna be like marry and have mm-hmm. and his babies. Yeah. Um and originally when the show was written, it was gonna be Robin. Um and so they filmed all these scenes with him talking to his kids in the future and they didn't want to film it again because like The kids would look older if they Mm -hmm. filmed them again. So they were just like, let's predetermine what this is going to end up like. So they did that. And uh, it turned out that the characters, as they went through the show, just kind of grew apart. So, like, Ted and Robin weren't really together in the show, whatever. Until the very end, Ted gets married to another bitch. She dies of cancer the next episode. And then Robin and Ted get together. Robin and Ted are so on and off the entire series. And essentially, Robin's kind of like a tomboyish, like, I'm not like other girls Cool girl type, yes. essentially, in a nutshell, and Ted's like a hopeless romantic, right? Hopeless romantic, a- aka meaning he does not understand what no means. Oh, that kind of type, healthy, yeah. So, essentially, Ted and Robin break up like 8,000 times, they couldn't even live together when they were friends, mm. like, they could not. Ted makes her get rid of all of her dogs. Oh. Just- what the Wait, fuck? What? Yeah. Oh. Because they were going to live together. And he said, well, you we can't have dogs. So she gets rid of five of her dogs. She has five dogs.
2: Oh, yeah. That's a lot of she dogs. That's a lot of dogs. That's a lot of but dogs. Like, but, like, you can't get rid
1: of them. And don't tell them. They're yours now. Yeah, literally. Um, Robin goes on to marry Barney, who's his best friend, and then she gets divorced from him. So then Ted's just going to go swoop in and marry her after that. Like, that fucks up your friend- and like i hate this
2: show i haven't even seen it i
1: don't want to watch it they both want crazy different things in relationships ted's obviously like somebody's like i want the house 2.5 kids in a picket fence Mm -hmm. and robin's like i don't even want kids i can't even have them in Mm -hmm. fact um Mm -hmm. so wildly different and that did not change at the end of the movie except now or at the end of the show now robin's just stepmom to two kids that she didn't even want to have in the first place so it's like kind of a weird relationship and then ted is obsessed with knowing everything about Robin. He, like, knows where she buried a secret necklace when she was 12. He knows, like, just little details that nobody would remember unless they were stalked <laughs> by this person. Yeah. And he will not take no for an answer. He uses all of these little details that he knows about her to just manipulate her into thinking it's fate.
2: Ew. It's so disgusting. And Wait, I c- why am I t- intrigued? Like Darkling?
1: Because it's, it's depicted as a good thing. Yeah. Like, the show, it's like, look at Ted, he's so, like...
2: Thoughtful. romantic and thoughtful yeah. and i'm
1: like he's a psycho
2: oh my god are you
1: kidding me um so i really really hate that and then it's just i don't know there's just so many things about them that don't mesh they don't work mm-hmm. they might have chemistry as actors but it's like these people and these characters you've made are the worst possible pairing it could have yeah. been and you fucked over all of that the show was building up to just because you wanted to use old footage from him yeah. talking to his kid from back in the day. That's so dumb because they did end up finding a person that Ted would marry that would be his kid's mom. And she was great. And we were learning to like her in the last season. And then they just killed her. <laughs> so Ted could Learned be with Robin.
2: Her? Or she got in a cancer? or something? She had cancer. Oh.
1: Just out of nowhere. Damn. It's so fucking awful. It's one of the worst TV show endings of all time, and I would say it was the worst if Game of Thrones hadn't
2: come I know, along. I was going to say. It kind of reminds me of that, um, putting, just putting two characters together. Wow, and I'm
1: so tired of being disappointed by TV's TV shows, but I think if something runs for long enough, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. So that's my worst relationship I've noticed. Yeah, it sounds
2: pretty terrible. Please. I don't want to watch
1: it. Although I don't want to waste my time, so. Well, watch it and see how insane it is because, like, it is so like removed from the, the the zeitgeist of now that mm-hmm. I can't believe it was ever as popular as it was because mm-hmm. like Neil Patrick Harris's character is literally like I fuck girls and I hate them type oh right you know the type you know the type you know, you know the vibes you know the fucking vibes <laughs> um, the only characters that I think are worth a damn are Lily and Marshall which I do think are actually really good depiction of a couple Mm -hmm. um very healthy communication and lots of emotional intelligence on their part so if Uh, you do want to see a good couple there's them we love to see it it only just highlights how terrible ted and robin are like their healthy relationship makes that one look so So bad fucking terrible um highly recommend that but yeah i mean if you want to put yourself through the agony maybe it's fun now but if you are like a super fan like me it's definitely
2: not yeah like if you're keeping track of it the whole time and then you get disappointed like that yeah
1: Wow, so bad. But anyway. Oh, I'm so Friends. sorry for your loss. Yeah, wow.
2: Well. Uh, Heidi and Spencer from The Hills. Oh, you know what? We talked about them before, Spidey. too. Spidey. Spidey, what a terrible name. It was terrible. So they met in 2006 while they were filming the show The Hills. Um, Lauren Conrad was Heidi Montauk's, like best friend and mm-hmm. against all advice to not date Spencer, she still did it, and she quickly fell in love with him and ended up moving in with him even though their conversation about like her moving in She was like, hey, I think I want to, like, delay living with you for a bit. He was like, okay, get the fuck out of my car. Jesus Christ. And then she did it anyways. That's cool. Um, The couple then went on as a power couple to make a rumor that Lauren Conrad had made a sex tape with her ex, Jason, and told everyone. It was, like, headlines. What the fuck? Yeah, super terrible people. Um, And then Spencer spent a lot of time and energy isolating Heidi from her friends and family, um, decorated their house with graffiti and large arcade games like he's 12, um, visiting her, calling her constantly at work, even though she said she's busy. Yeah.
1: Like, Christ, was it an insecurity thing? Yeah.
2: Oof. Even though he's out, without getting into it, he's out doing whatever he wants. Um, he isolated her by packing all of her bags to go to Vegas to get eloped, even though it's the exact opposite of what she wanted. Like, she was adamant about she wanted to have a wedding with her family there, and he's like, no, we're getting eloped. Luckily, it didn't go through. Um, but he is out hitting on other girls, and then when anybody confronts him, he shushes them, which is like. It makes my blood boil. Have you ever been shushed? Oh, yeah,
1: of course.
2: Of course. It, like, something about that sends me, like, into hell. Um, okay. What, what business does he have shushing people? He looks like a keebler <laughs> He does look like a keebler Um Spencer called Heidi's mom stalker mom and said, your mom is just the vagina that made Heidi come into this earth. Christ. Um then his sister and him have a whole tumultu- tumultuous relationship throughout the entirety of the hills. Um, but she starts to cry after he's incredibly mean to her and gaslights her and says, I'm sorry you're making yourself cry. <sighs> Are you serious? He's a terrible person. Um, so if you've never really looked at their relationship or seen them, it, it gets really weird. Like Heidi gets Spencer plastic surgery and she's like mm-hmm. super isolated. They're still married somehow. I know. But Spencer is the walking epitome of a gaslighter. Oh like, my God. It's actually really, really bad. Can you, I can't stand to watch shit that pisses me off actively. Yeah. Like all of these things
1: I've liked in retrospect piss me off, but actively watching it and being like, I hate him, I hate him, mm-hmm. I hate him.
2: How can you do that? It's hard. It really yeah. is hard. But to me, I feel like it's research. Like I'm trying to stay mm-hmm. away from those kind of people. So I'm like, let me just, but it is sad. Like you watch Heidi go from this like full of life, like very bubbly person. Yeah. And then like they're at a party and Spencer like goes off on somebody and you can, Heidi's just like a robot. She's just like sitting next to him quiet.
1: God, that's so terrible. I know. My poor baby. I
2: know. I did, I did see all the like plastic surgery and stuff. I do
1: wonder if that's an insecurity thing after
2: being with a manipulator for so long. Yeah, I mean, it has to be, right?
1: Fucking Christ. Yeah.
2: They have a terrible, terrible relationship. And Spencer is the devil. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. He's but couple. the Hills in general is just so unhinged. Like Justin Bobby and like Audrina. No, yeah. And- that's, yeah, you've talking about them a few episodes back too. Is there
1: any healthy couple on that show?
2: No. Um, it's just Lauren. Although Whitney Port, do you know who Whitney Port is on Mm-mm. the show? She's uh she worked at Teen Vogue with uh Lauren Conrad, yeah. and she's married to somebody. Um, and they reenact or they react. Sorry, not reenact. They react to Hills episodes, and mm-hmm. they're like old adult age, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh my god! Yeah.
1: I but Lauren Conrad. Um, did, who's she? Who was she with? Was she with anybody on that show?
2: Brody. Um, yeah. she was with Jason, who's a sex tape guy, but they oh didn't actually. And then Brody, and then she had like a couple of boyfriends. Well, she's a hot young thing in yeah, LA. I was about to say, she was like the only. Uh, I don't know what she's doing now, but. She was
1: only, the only bitch worth a damn. He was the only bitch I respected in this house.
2: <laughs> That's right. Well, anyway. But I love shows like that. Yes. Fuck you, Spidey. Fuck you, Spidey. Spivey. Spidey. Well. Heidi and Spencer. Yeah. Spidey. Well. Is someone in your apartment? It's my rabbit. Okay, I got really scared. I was like, someone's cooking mac and cheese right now. No, he's <laughs>
1: chewing on his, his chew log anyway. Oh. I should go tend to him. <laughs> um. We love you, and we hope that your relationships aren't nearly as shitty. Yeah, house. stop That's being fun. annoying. And if you see any red flags in your relationship, bounce. Get oh, out. There's better. There's Get other Get fish out. in the sea. Exactly. Yeah. Bye, time. Bye. Hey Tens, it's Emma. Uh, thank you guys so much for sticking around and waiting for this episode. I know it took a while to come out, but um, we're really excited to tell you that we are going to be launching season two after a short break. We're gonna focus a little bit more on, you know, talking with you guys online, seeing what you want and going from there. Um, We're so appreciative of everything you've done. Thank you to those who've been listening since day one. It has been so fun to make this show for you, and we can't wait to make the next round for you. So we will see you back in January. Please, in the meantime, send to your friends, binge it again if you want, or, you know, just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. I'll be there. Hope you are too. Bye.
0: It has been so lovely having you in for our little tete-a-tete. If you have any further tittle tattles or salacious salutations, you may contact us on the World Wide Web at tensonspodcast.com. Or you may follow the ladies on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at TensonTenspodcast. That's 10S ON10S Podcast. Or via email at tensonspodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, ta-ta and toodaloo.